Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to Mortis FM, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Grayson, one of your hosts. I'm Cole, the other host. Grayson, what are we doing today, man? You know, it's a very simple and and, uh, and quaint little topic today, but one that I think is, uh, that you brought up that I really like the idea of. Um, We talk about Star Wars a lot in our friendship. We literally... Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) Yeah. We created a podcast because of it. Um, Literally 30 minutes before this, before we even started recording, we were just going on a full rant about all these other things. And I'm like, yeah, we should have recorded it. But yeah, um, pre-show. But we'll sometimes we'll text each other. Right. And, you know, you'll ask me a question. I'll ask you a question. Um, And some of those discussions are really, really good. So I think that's kind of the genesis of this idea. And so today we're just going to ask each other Star Wars questions that we have devised. And honestly, this might be an ongoing thing of when we think of more questions like, hey, I've got enough questions. You want to just do an episode on it and vice versa? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I think that'd be a great idea. Maybe we could, I mean, like, the, one one day we are going to run out of chat pack questions. So maybe we could, like, have some of our own on the on the back burner yeah, just to ask each other. We create our own chat pack. That would be so cool. But at the same time, there... The, the majesty of the chat pack is that we don't know what's coming, you know? It's true. We, we've well, never... Yeah, it's true. It's true. We, hey, guys, why don't you make us a chat pack question? What <laughs> what question do you want us to answer? Please submit to Star Wars chat mortisfmpackquestions.org. It's, it's pending. Don't do that. Yes, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't exist, but it's pending. Don't Maybe one day. But hey, in other news, we've reached... Hey. Over 125 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. Thanks to Tony and Will, I went on their stream Woo! this past week, and they hey they shot us up. We were at 89 subscribers, and we ended that stream with 125. So hey, thank you guys so much. This is hey. a huge milestone. Quit doing that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for helping us reach that milestone. We'll make it to up next, one million. Yeah, there's no <laughs> milestones in between there. Just 125 to one million. Yeah, you know what? Uh, okay, how about this? 100,000, right? That's... that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, seriously, guys, thank you so much. Uh, if you are here for the first time, um, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed some of our other content. And we hope you stick around. Yeah, that being said... Let us know how you found us. Oh, yes, please do. Um, I'm I'm sure a lot of you have, have kind of influxed in from that live stream. Um, and uh, and I, we team up a lot with, with uh, Diamond Figs and Tony and Beyond the Dune Sea. Um, keep an eye out for the final episode of uh, Tales from the Archives in February. It should mm-hmm. be February 9th. But hey, before we get into these questions, there is one... Don't say hey, by the way. I knew I, you, I, you, was, I was about to, but I was like, ah, he told me to stop. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stop doing it now. But um, there's been a lot of, a lot of, I don't want to say discourse because it's not even discourse. There's clearly mm. a right answer here. Um, there's been a lot of strife in the Star Wars community lately. And I guess, hey, when is it there? Um, yeah. But um, there's been this, this ideal all right, that people, you know, some maybe less than knowledgeable people have been pushing that, hey, Star Wars, it, 
Hey. I, got- <laughs> I didn't do it for the last time. I know. But like you, you can see my, my my face where I just get into a smile. All right. All right. Uh, anyway. Yeah. That Star Wars is is only for men. It's it's not, it's not for women. Women don't even watch Star Wars. That's stupid. If that is you stupid. are a woman who views our content, we appreciate you. If you have never seen this before and I don't know, you're hearing this somehow, Star Wars is for everybody, and Star Wars is forever. So we appreciate you. You are welcome to this community. And hey, if if you, oh God, I'm gonna hey, stop. Hey, hey. I'm gonna stop <laughs> doing that. I promised. Star um, Wars is not meant to be gate gate kept. Agreed. Star Wars is for everybody. Yes. Like, don't n- never never feel like you do not belong because you 100 percent do. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not. It it shouldn't even be up for debate. So. If if you wanna if if you want some bigotry, you can go somewhere else. There are other places that will provide that, but at Mortis FM, we will not provide that. You're welcome to stay. You're welcome to ask questions, uh, be a part of the community. Like Star Wars is for everybody. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Well said. Because I I'll just keep saying hey over and over again. Clearly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to start off this episode with something we forgot last episode Mm, and you reminded me quickly after because my mind blanked so we're gonna start this episode with a chat pack question and we'll also end it with one we're gonna double up this week correct we are going to begin this episode of questions with another question hey there might (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm quitting Mortis FM, guys. <laughs> this is gonna be the, I, I'm never saying wait. I'm never saying hey again in my life. By the way, <laughs> all right. Well, I already picked a question. Um, question number thirty-seven: Choose an animal on our planet to model a Star Wars species after. Which Whoa. animal did you pick, and what would the species look like? Wow. Okay. Okay, all right. Um Huh. I'm going to assume they mean like take an animal and not like a creature, but basically create like an alien race out of this cuz you know there's a lot of species in Star Wars that are like uh the the Corrin, they're they've got squids, like squid faces or yeah. um you know Does Mon it- Calamari or are, are very fish people, you know. Yeah. Like that. Does it say um, like, like create like a creature or like a, a species. Based it says a it. Star Wars species after. So I oh, guess you could God, yeah. go creature if you wanted to, but I think I'm going to try to model more of like an actual humanoid type. Mm-hmm. I guess you could also go with like, it doesn't have to be humanoid. Um, it could be something like Jabba the Hutt. You know, he's not a humanoid species. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically just a slug though. You know? Literally. Yeah. It's just a slug. Yeah. Dang, that's a that's a really good question. I mean, my my uh my punch my, my gut punch reaction was uh like moth people just because that sounds like really fun because like there's a that's cool yeah because there's like uh like Forlom and, and Zuckus like they've got the like the bug fly heads right but yeah. what if there was like a moth version where like they're a bit more furry well actually technically that's it's like similar to uh oh, what's the what's the name of that species. Um, hmm. it's like the four-eyed, fuzzy-headed dudes with like the uh the s- cylindrical like oh, mouths. The one that you first see, uh, I think they're called the. 
want to say it starts with a Q. They're they're in that Clone Wars episode, and they first appear. One first appeared in um, the um, cantina. The, yeah. The qual quals. The uh, the talls. There are the pan. They were like they the Pantoran people had to deal with like a struggle with them in the Clone Wars. Talls. T a l z. Yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. It. There yeah. you go. Yeah, because because I remember one of them was uh, one of the Jedi that was helped that that helped uh, like that that bodyguarded Palpatine in uh Gendy's yeah. uh yeah. Star Wars L dude, series. Every single one of those Jedi in that uh in that or I guess series, like yeah. I went through a, a, the Ithorian Jedi when he uses his uh yeah. like his vocal cords to like shred the walls because uh Grievous is like crawling on them. Dude, I had an obsession with that guy as a kid, and I don't know why, because uh, I just thought he was so cool. Yeah, so um, pe people that are listening and slash watching may not know this, but there's a really cool Star Wars RPG game uh, that like I've been meaning to DM for a long time. It's uh, it's Star Wars FFG or uh, Edge of the Empire, Force and Destiny, Age of Rebellion, stuff like that. Um, if you choose your uh, species to be Ithorian, uh, you can have that ability uh where, dude yeah it's like it's like based on on one of your your uh it's like the the game strength stat it's called brawn but depending on that you can release like this uh sonic wave mm -hmm. uh it's like your 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 uh race trait That's it's so really cool, cool. kind of um, like a breath weapon for dragonborn but instead it's just like yeah that's so sick. yeah basically that um so I was, yeah, like maybe like moth people would be cool. Yeah, I was about to say, um, I think that's different enough where like, if, say you gave them like, you know, light wings and they had maybe like, say they had like red eyes and yeah, like fuzzier bodies cool. and stuff, but they were still more like, maybe maybe they had like legs and then they had like four or six arms, you know? Yeah, I I also, I'm I'm literally just thinking off the top of my head. Um, it would be really cool if there was like a, a creature like a like a monstrous creature on like Felucia that that's based off of like a Venus flytrap or something like this massive thing. Maybe there yeah. already is. Um, I was about to say on in the Force Unleashed game, is there something similar to that? All I know is that there's like those kind of like acidic bubbles on the ground. Um, I guess yeah. a Sarlacc pit is kind of similar to that, but it's not as yeah. it's not a it it's it's more fauna than flora. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, there was a Sarlax are on Felucia, so, um, actually there, it, it looks like there are, yeah, there are Venus flytraps in Star Wars anyway. There's I was about to say, this, order. this is a tough question because there's so, there is some, is it on Kashyyyk? Yeah, it's in the, mm. it's in the, uh, Kashyyykian Shadowlands. Oh, dude, that was um, such a good part, man. Yeah. <sighs> That's cool. This is a really tough question because I feel like there's so many species already in Star Wars, both canon and legends. Yeah. Um, man, what is a... Oh, I'm, I'm blanking on what this animal's... What this fish's name is. Are you talking like an anglerfish? Yes, exactly. I, that's fish. so funny because I was thinking of the exact same thing. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at this guy. I was thinking like the really like big jutting jaw and like the little uh like light dangly thing 
Yeah. What if, dude, what if there was like a deep space massive anglerfish? Like that uh like, like that thing from Solo. What was that called? The Maw or whatever? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. That thing That thing is crazy. I need dude, I I need more stories like that where they come across this Lovecraftian yeah, horror creature. Yeah, in space. like cosmic I horror stuff. They they don't. Yeah. They do it sp sparringly, like yeah. uh, sparring, sparingly, whatever. Um, Either or. Oh, get this, this. How about this? Whales, but in space, <laughs> they can jump into I... hyperspace. <gasps> Dude, I have some news for you. <laughs> no way. <sighs> this is like. I just want to think of something like so out of the box, but I'm struggling to like think of, of animals. Uh, you know, uh, that's too basic. That's too basic. Maybe like, maybe like a kangaroo. Kangaroo person. Like I was about to say, like if, you know, they had like a pouch that had their little babies in it and everything, but it's like, imagine like a kangaroo, like smuggler, just like, just like, I mean, <laughs> you know, like just whopping people in the face, you know? Um, I think it's like, uh, I mean, from what I recall, the card said, like, take the idea of an animal and turn it into a creature. So, like, yeah, some kind of Star Wars species that has a a pouch that yeah. you can, you know, store smuggling stuff or whatever. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, that that would be nuts. Like, I mean, what if he, like, stores guns or, like, drugs or something in there? It's like a, it's like a kangaroo, kangaroo spice runner. Well, oh, my gosh. That'd be, that'd be nuts. scary. Yeah. That yeah. Cause I like think I'm like okay, what creatures like I'm like I wouldn't want to make like a like a dog person because that's basic. Like there's yeah. already like uh, there's kind of cat people because Juhani from Kotor is kind of like a cat person. Yeah. Uh, um. There's tons of lizard people. Uh. Like a lot and a lot of like aquatic species with your nautilans, your mon calamari, your quarren. It's um, like uh, maybe a spider person. There is that Admiral Trench. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh wow! Yeah, I yeah. totally forgot about that guy. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, "That's taken." Yeah. Um, it, see, the thing is, is like most of this has already been done, so it's kind of, it's kind of hard to. You got to think really out of the box to do it. Yeah. Huh. Has anyone? No, they have done that, haven't they? It's the the, the Manan guys. Oh, the Selkath. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Kind of at a loss for like for something super original. Maybe I'm just not creative enough. Maybe it's just like <laughs> just go like, oh dude, humans, but in space. <laughs> no way, dude. No way, bro. Yeah, I I'll have to think on this. Maybe I'll either it'll be in this episode or Maybe a later episode, I'll be like, I made one up. I got one, but it's on on the uh, on the fly. <gasps> a fly? I'm kidding. That basically already exists. Uh, I mean, fly people would be similar to like a moth person's, and would also be similar to uh, like um, Zuckus. Like Zuckus yeah. is basically just a fly dude. So I don't know, man. They they've outsmarted me today. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking. Um, well, not really. You know what? You know what? Here's my answer. I just got it. I yeah. I if we're if we're going like myth, you said like a moth person that made me think of Mothman. 
another cryptid type thing that I would think would be really cool as a an alien creature that I think is simple enough, like a humanoid version of a chupacabra. Ooh. Like a and they would be kind of like kind of gnarly looking, kind of kind of mean looking, but a very uh, cantina type. Well, <laughs> wait, that kind of sounds like um. Oh no! <laughs> oh, they kind of sounds like Zygerians a little bit. No, I think Zygerians are more like. I'm thinking when I think chupacabra, I'm thinking like this person has like a snout. Like Zygerians are more like wolf people. Yeah. I'm oh, so, I'm oh, so thinking, like you're, you're talking about like actual like chompers. Yeah, I'm talking like their head is like literally, yeah, like they've got some nasty teeth and everything. Like they're they're pretty ferocious looking. There wasn't there also a kind of thing like that in the cantina? It's like like big dude, big dude with a with a maw. He, he kind of looks like a crocodile slash dog dude. Oh, uh, are you talking about the guy that does the pod race? Maybe. That guy, there's one that in the pod race that has like a really long. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of alligator about, looking. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking kind of maybe more like sharper teeth. Here's the thing with Star Star Wars, right? Is like when they make like aquatic species, it's like, dude, how many can they? But like you said this last week, uh, or we said this last week, but like Star Wars is so vast, and it's, I mean, it's been around for nearly uh, 50 years at this point, there are so many aliens, both in, in canon and in expanded universe. And yeah, like, it's hard. Like there's, and there's so many ones that are similar. Like eventually there's going to be some crossover, you know? Yeah. There's, it, there's a lot. Star Wars is is very, is very vast. I, yeah. Cause immediately you think about like how much the sequels added, like the sequels basically only had new aliens. Like it barely I thought, and I it. thought that was cool too. It, I mean, yeah. that, I I really liked that because it made um it made the galaxy just feel so much bigger. You know. Yeah, I would have like. Whoa. This is a random thing. I would have liked in the Force Awakens at least like maybe a handful. Because to me, in my my mind, I'm like, well, like the Grand and the Rodians are pretty like kind of everywhere. Like those are like really yeah. In, and so I mean, we obviously we got Akbar and Nine Nub. Like they were return like returning characters. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to just seen like a Rodian or something in there. But it, yeah, like they add and, and throughout the movies they go on like they add even though like the last Jedi. I think they start sprinkling things in there. But that's why I always really liked uh, Rogue One and Solo because. They had yeah. a mixture of those new aliens or brand, like two tubes, for example. But then they yeah. also had like, you know, they had legacy. It was a really good blend of legacy and new. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, they from just from that, that movie alone, like both the, the sequel trilogy. I mean, they added so many different types of species. Uh, I really liked it when Rogue One added in the uh, the Tognath. Like I, I love their species, man. It's Tognath. a two, it's a two tubes is uh, oh. species. But aren't they like one of some of the only ones left of that species? From what I understand, I don't know if that's true. That sucks. But I remember them being I, like they're like some of the last people left. But I don't know if that's true or not. Let's find out. I'm let's curious. find out. I could go full Tolkien and just be like, can I get a tree person? <laughs> that would be dope. I mean, I don't think that's been done before. Not like That'd be a... really cool if they were like a native to Kashyyyk or something. Like they lived alongside the Wookiees. That would be, that would kind of, as a Wookiee, if I was a Wookiee, that'd kind of scare me to be like, oh yeah, they've been living with us the whole time. <laughs> we don't even <laughs> know. It's like the, it's like the Bigfoot 
of of Kashyyyk. Because you know how che like oh, Chewie's yeah. always been given the Bigfoot memes, but then they it's have like, their own Bigfoot. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a guy named Randall. Uh. <laughs> okay. Apparently the apparently the Tognath are fine. Oh, there there, good. there are two of them in uh, in Rogue One, but. Yeah. It's not like it's they're, they're not the only two. They're native to the planet Yartogna. Very cool. That is pretty dope. It's in the outer rim. Well, you've got a moth person, I've got a chupacabra person. Let's see what other for you all out there, what other cryptids can you turn into Star Wars aliens? <laughs> <laughs> Give uh, us Star Wars Bigfoot. Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Alright. I'm gonna let you ask the first question. Okay, all and, right. And I also think that it's good to note that we'll probably end up like once you ask it, I'm sure I might ask you the question back. Like it's more of a dialogue rather than like an interview, you know? Oh yeah, I was I was walking into this with the idea that you are supposed to answer your own question as well. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna start off a little easy. Um, Grayson, tell me about your favorite Star Wars era, but why it is your favorite. Oh, that's tough because I love a lot of different Star Wars eras. Um, let's just say like, uh, cause I know, like I'm asking this cause like, I know that you have trouble picking a favorite and I do too, but like, which one comes to your head immediately? Like just first off, honestly, it probably like the top of my head, I mean, I would say kind of fresh off the heels of like in between three and four, um, which yeah. is kind of a, which is now become a, a very saturated time period. But like at the time of the Force Unleashed, right, that game was so unique and cool because there wasn't a whole lot of games that took place between or uh, there wasn't a whole lot of content in general that took place between three and four that also had major characters like Leia and Vader and Palpatine. And, you know, they're, they're connected in very, uh, very like loose ways. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I remember thinking like, Oh, that's really cool because it has a lot of prequel elements, but it also has a lot of original trilogy elements. It, 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 yeah. it you see the galaxy slowly becoming this, this very like, hyper polished and clean world to like oh the empire is is doing a number on the galaxy now and you know yeah everything isn't as as good as it seems that you know from the the clone wars of the jedi being gone to the rise of the empire to the rebels to a lot of the smuggling and and outlaws that are in the galaxy now um it uh it, it gives that really good like through line between each trilogy um mm -hmm. but if it Honestly, I also really like this wasn't the first to come to mind, but I really like anything between or like before like within like 200 years before the Phantom Menace, I really yeah. am enjoying that era cuz it's so even I would say up to like 500 years before cuz you get to a point where it's like okay, that's Knights of the Old Republic and that's a really cool era. Yeah. Uh, but it feels very disconnected from the main movies and I like the idea of like okay, there's this giant gap in time between you know kotor which i still in my head i'm like it basically affects nothing i still count kotor and the old republic as as canon in a way um yeah. but i mean we're reading plagueis obviously and that's like basically i mean that takes place up to 
it's like 30, 35 years before the Phantom Menace. But now with yeah. the High Republic era, I mean, the Jedi in their prime, you know, we're seeing the Republic be an efficient force for good. Uh, yeah. This was like the golden days, right? That is the, the golden era. Yeah, it's technically like, I mean, at least for me, because I haven't been able to, to narrow it down in my head with, with how this works. Um, but like before The Phantom Menace, but it, it feels like before The Phantom Menace, but after The High Republic, you know what I mean? Like it feels mm -hmm. like this very small in-between area yeah. where like things seem pretty okay, but there's a there's a growing Phantom the, Menace. Yes, the, that, the looming that, that's darkness. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, uh, it's like that 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 rise before the fall like teetering right over the edge of a cliff right yeah um i also yeah i mean i, I also yeah, want to say i i really i've always loved post return of the jedi like that 10 years after return of the jedi i've yeah. always been a been a big fan of and you're noticing a trend that it's it's like oh it's none of the actual like trilogies themselves it's all in between the trilogies and i think that's just so cool because yeah. there's so many stories you can tell that aren't like hey these are main stories you know but, I mean, there's a reason why I love so much content that's either before The Phantom Menace or between yeah. Revenge of the Sith or after Return of the Jedi. Because it's like, oh, this is so ripe for exploration and storytelling. It um, feels like relatively un, untrampled ground, untrodden yeah. ground. Yeah, um, yeah you, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, I, I think also really good, and this is probably my last one, and then I'll probably choose a definitive one. Um, but that 10 years between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, I mean, sorry, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, yeah, uh, yeah. Is, or nine years, however, I'm like, that's pretty unexplored too. I mean, that's, you know, there's the clones aren't around yet, but the Sith have returned and there's that kind yeah. of, you know, oh, what are they, they could strike at any moment sort of thing. And Anakin is still training. It's a, it's a pretty cool era as well. So. And Obi-Wan um, having to, you know, take on this apprentice after losing his master you know Immediately. yeah yeah it's very yeah. it's it's a very interesting uh transitory period i think it, it's yeah. all about the transitory periods yes you know i might i think i might surprise you here but i want to say just right now my favorite era i believe is post return of the jedi uh, oh, right. Very cool. Yeah, I think. And, and that applies for both Legends and canon. I'm thinking like your Jedi Academy stuff to Mandalorian to yeah. um, to ah Ahsoka to Heir to the Empire. Like that whole just that whole time period in general in both expanded universe and the current canon is just a really cool time period because it's like there's not a whole lot of Jedi around, but like it's not taboo to be a Jedi anymore. Like uh, it kind of feels like a like a, a sandbox era, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because like there's not there's not the big oppressive empire anymore, and now like the the the, the Jedi are kind of starting to come back, and mm -hmm. there there's more life in the galaxy. But at the same time, uh, the the New Republic still hasn't gotten a hold of everything yet. So it's kind of like pseudo lawlessness that, yeah, that's still kind of happening. There's still remnants of the empire still out right. there, and there's, there's big the shadow of the too. empire. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good choice. I like yeah. that. Um, yeah. For me, um, it's it, it is it's it's hard. I, I get stuck between choosing a lot of things, so I'm just gonna go into a couple like you did, and then I'll decide. Um, 
the first thing I'm going to say uh, is, you know, ep in between episodes three and four, you, you know that I love this era. It's it's colloquially it's col colloquially known as the dark times. Yes. Um, And that's just it's just my favorite. So like I, I love it so much um, because, yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly when you brought it up. It is this transitory period where um, things are a lot darker. The, the empire is is I mean it's already been formed and it's growing and now there's like seeds of rebellion that don't know how to work together yet yeah. um and I love watching that happen I love watching a uh, rebellion the, the rebellion turn into what I say every single time from a whisper to a tangible menace you know yeah. um and I just think it is uh cuz I I love stories especially in Star Wars that just inspire hope and mm -hmm. so that's why I love Rogue One and Andor so much is because you get to see uh, the, the the spark that lights the fire that burns the Empire down. Yes. Um, so I love watching that happen. And also, yeah, the Force Unleashed, uh, you, you love to see Starkiller go. It's in this period where uh, the, the Jedi are a, a hunted and outlawed um, clan, right? And so seeing them in this... Uh, almost like it, it almost feels like kind of uh, well i mean yeah i guess it makes sense given the the p political re uh, relations that george feel put in there but it almost kind of feels like world war ii charged you know mm -hmm. where like people are being hunted down for what they are right yes um and so it kind of feels tailored to that and so you have to find this this hope uh within yourself and within others um so yeah, very, very dark period, but also very inspiring period. Yeah. Um, I also really love the Clone Wars. Um, the Clone Wars is just kind of classic for me. And I guess yeah. when I'm saying Clone Wars, inevitably, I'm basically just saying prequel era. Mm -hmm. um, I love what the prequel era did for Star Wars. I it To me, uh, it, ma it made the, uh, the series feel much more lively and lived in you know there are there are these governments uh, the, there's there's Coruscant where the Republic is but there we've got the separatists and the banking clan and the, you know the techno union and all that stuff it's like it's this massive uh conglomeration of of world building that makes the Star Wars galaxy not feel small but feel massive yes um and I love the Clone Wars because you watch uh how a democracy falls um because you, you see all of these different societies and species and uh organizations going head to head um i don't know you'd love to see it i think it's just it, it really does feel like an actual galaxy spanning war whereas mm -hmm. uh in the galactic civil war it feels like just an open you know it's it's a civil war but like it's an open rebellion that feels a lot more controlled i guess yeah um but yeah, love the Clone Wars for that. And then also, you know, I just have to say for the sake of saying it, I love the old Republic era. You know I do. Um, I think for me, it fits that same uh, thing that it does for you post-Return of the Jedi, where it is just a Star Wars sandbox. Yeah. Um, if I were to ever write a Star Wars story, it would be in the old Republic era, because you have hundreds of hundred and you know thousands of years basically where you can just come up with stuff you right just do whatever you want <laughs> yeah you can do whatever you want that's why the old republic is so much fun because you know you'll watch these cinematic trailers of hundreds of jedi and sith just going head to head and then yeah you know coming up with these crazy new robots and uh and, and droids and and all of these uh like inventive gadgets and then watching i don't know it's like 
it's so strange to me, it almost feels anachronistic, right? Because this is supposed to be an ancient time for the galaxy, but it is still leagues in the future for us. Yeah. I mean, like, even in the Old Republic, you're like, wow, this uh, technology is crazy, right? Yeah. Um, But it's still, I don't know, it's just still so good. So <sighs> between those three, it's really hard to decide, but I think I'm just going to instinctively say the Dark Times just because I, you know, I just really love that era. Yeah. Um, I love all three of those. Uh, I would honestly say that, you know, those eras kind of change in order for me of how much I like them every now and then. Um, but the dark times is just, uh, it's, it's very star Wars to me, uh, because yeah. star Wars, uh, from when I first saw it was all about uh, rebellion and hope. And mm -hmm. so that's why uh, I have uh, such a strong tie to it. But yeah, yeah, that is the answer it's, to my own question. <laughs> it's, it's funny that, that I, or you picked the one before the original and I picked the one after like literally it's a sandwich <laughs> yeah yeah literally it is a star wars sandwich that's the next movie <laughs> dave filoni's movie star, sandwich game. star oh, I'm sure there is star wars sandwich i'm googling it right now back to that food thing what does this always happen wikipedia it's just sandwich <laughs> A sandwich was a food wrapped between two slices of bread. It was eaten by humans, chiss, kefars, and, and volpi. Some clone troopers ate sandwiches. During the High <laughs> Republic, Yoda made a type of sandwich called a sweet puff jamwich with two crackers and sweet puff jam. All right. Great. I'm, down, I'm, glad, that, I'm glad that he made that. Thank you, Yoda. Very cool. <laughs> it's literally just a picture of the sandwich on the Wikipedia. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got a simple question for you. Uh, and when it comes back around to me, like this is literally like a two second answer. Um, but this is only because, you know, you know how I am. I'm just going to ask it. Uh -huh. Whose or what is your favorite lightsaber? And what is and that also includes the color, like if you had to choose a color. So it's kind of a double-sided question, but basically hilt or hilt style and color. Um, oh, man. Mm. That's because that I love lightsabers. I uh, love <laughs> lightsabers. Um, it's really tough for me. Um, so, so my favorite color is purple. However... I love it when lightsabers are yellow. I go nuts when Dude, lightsabers are yellow. So nice. Um, I would say instinctively, my favorite lightsaber that has probably been created. Um, and this this is ironic given like what I what I think of of these movies. But like, I really love Ray's final lightsaber. That's um, your favorite. It's it's so great. Yeah, like I don't I don't know if it is my all-time like favorite hilt design, but the thing is is like it has its unique sound font that like I I love yeah, I love that sound font so much, but then the ignition as well where it goes from blue to green or or, or yeah. vice versa. It's instead um, of it being a button literally like you you like twist it with your thumb. Yeah, I just I think that that's so cool. Um I also really like Ezra's green lightsaber. Um, that's like, that's probably one of my favorite hilts. Um, some other name named hilts. I really love, uh, Starkiller's first hilt. Dude, um, the one with the exposed crystal chamber. Yeah. It's very, um, it's, it's like very rugged Anakin. Yeah. It's, it's rugged. It's unrefined. Um, it's yet to be complete, which is very similar to Starkiller himself. Um, 
I think it is very reflective of his character at the time. It's like, it's violent, but it's not complete. You know, it's unfinished. Um, so I think that that's really good. Oh, um, I honestly could go on. Uh, Obi-Wan's so episode three hilt. I, I love to death. Uh, that iconic. is, yeah, that's iconic. I, I really like Qui-Gon's Qui-Gon's cool. It feels like a Katana. Um, that one's cool. Uh, Luke's oh I love Luke's Return of the Jedi uh lightsaber man that is like classic that's one of the definitive ones for me um yeah I can honestly go on uh so yeah the, so it, a good reference here is that whenever I play uh Blade and Sorcery which is a sandbox uh like fighting VR game um I have a Star Wars mod where you can basically take a Star Wars hilt and take its crystal out and put one in. So what I do whenever I just, you know, feel like being me, I guess, I get Ezra's second hilt and then I put Ray's lightsaber crystal in there. So it yeah. makes the sound of her lightsaber, but it looks like his. Um yeah, so yeah. So so it's somewhere between Ray's and Ezra's that you really like maybe like top dog. Yeah, I I just think that they're really great. I also yeah. really love white lightsabers. Um, I love, namely, I love the 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 Legends Imperial Knight lightsaber. Dude, yeah. Um, that is that is a wicked saber. I love that thing. Um, it's so pristine. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's just kind of a couple yeah. stuff I've got off the top of it. Yeah, I respect that. I'm a so I'm a big fan of of Ezra's green, and I guess now even Sabine's. I I really like that. Just yeah. feels like it. Here's what I think about I love about lightsabers is when they look like they were made out of actual parts, you know, yeah. like um, a lot of the prequel lightsabers, they look very like heavily machined, almost like they got a block of metal and they were like, let's just shape it to look like a lightsaber, you know, yeah. whereas things like Obi-Wan's or Ray's or Ezra's like they look like they got a bunch of parts and they put them together and they were like that makes a lightsaber you know it looks like there's intention behind the craft right and it's like it it's custom made to the user you know and that's that's why I think uh like Anakin's is so iconic because you know it obviously is using a it is using a real life piece of machinery that being the graphics camera so it's retaining so many of those pieces to have and they, they put on pieces of a windshield wiper on the hill like it's, yeah and the bunny ears and all of that stuff so um so yeah like i think those are fantastic choices i'm surprised you didn't mention maybe the temple guards as well yeah so there there are three that have come into my mind while you were while you were talking and i was okay. uh chastising myself for not bringing them up um it's the the, the temple guards i love their lightsabers it, it's like it's very cool um but also just very it feels like kind of simple almost mm -hmm. um i don't know uh but i also i failed to mention i think gunji's is really cool dude uh, yeah gun gunji's is so unique it's just like this basically like wooden lightsaber yeah. um but also i love jero Tapal's, aka cal's lightsaber um it's it might be like when I have to, I'd have to do like a ranking at some point, and that would be such a niche yeah. thing. But like Cal's lightsaber, Cal Jara to Paul's lightsaber, whether double bladed or single, I, I'm kind of more partial to the single blade. 
Yeah. It is so cool, dude. Dude, okay, I'm just going to I'm going to say this on the air just so I don't lose it uh from from my mind, but like can we do a lightsaber tier list? I think that would Please, be a lot of fun. Please. Let's do it, dude. That okay. So, Will and somebody else, I'm forgetting forgetting his name. Um I apologize if you're listening, but uh they actually did that on a live stream and it took them like hours cuz there's just Man. so many lightsabers, dude. There's a but, lot. There yeah. is a lot. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sick. I The thing about the Temple Guard one that I really like is I think it feels the closest through. It feels like the closest reminiscent piece of, of technology that that exemplifies the High Republic aesthetic, like their armor are, and their like so right. The white so and gold right with like the, the leather like that's so High Republic and it feels like that's the only group of people that really still wear that in the prequels. I bet you, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna headcanon this. The only reason why their garb and their uh, lightsabers have not changed is because the the way of the Temple Guard, like their charge, is just so traditionally oriented yeah. that to change it almost feels wrong. So yeah, that that is so cool that it feels like this is just a, a remnant of the older. Pub. That's so great. Yeah. Look at I you. wonder Look if at you. I, I hey, what's up, man? Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they were like, well, let's see what we could bring in to kind of make the Jedi look like if they're in their prime. And I'm like, you know, the Temple Guards are probably the most traditional piece or piece of the puzzle in the Jedi Order. So let's yeah. like maybe model them after the Temple Guard a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, though, like with your Ray and Ezra picks, I think those are both like elite picks my my only beef oh, with with ray's saber is i wish it was a little bit longer i wish it was double bladed to be honest but it should have been it yeah. should have been or at least like cows were like it can be you know deconstructed and turned yeah, into. Ex- i think that would be really sick yeah I, what i don't like about ray's hilt like i love the functionality i love the wrap and i love the design that the fact it's like looks like it's built from her staff which i presume it is the only thing yeah. is it's, it is one of the chunkiest sabers it is a very big boy you know um and i'm always like i wish i was like maybe i think it wouldn't bother me as much as maybe it was a little bit longer a little bit more slender um yeah but but in terms of the ignition and just the actual design of it itself like it's pretty sick and hey if any like ray knows her staff the best like you know i think she's fine with it but um, i'm really hoping with the ray movie uh it's gonna be a, a saber staff yeah, maybe like, she's she's upgraded it. I mean, even even if it was more similar to like, not like a traditional double bladed lightsaber like Maul's, but maybe yeah. something more similar to. I mean, when we see Empress Rey in that vision in Rise of Skywalker, she has a double bladed like fold out saber that's similar to um, Han Krell's. Yeah, uh, and even the Temple Guard, the Temple Guard, their lightsabers do that kind of like you know, kind of folding mechanism. Um, I like the idea of hers having that, but it being like you know, two different pieces of her staff. So maybe, maybe one side is that chunkier piece. And then the other side is maybe like the, a slender piece. And they kind of, Ooh, they... so kind of like a saber pike almost. Yeah. That'd like be, a pike. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause huh. a, a pike kind of gives like the shorter blades, but it gives you a really long hilt and the way she fights, like I want to see her fight with that. Like, like the way yeah. she fights in force awakens with her staff, but like a lightsaber, you know, it's kind of a no brainer that she should have something like that. Yeah, like, dude, it writes itself. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's cool. Yeah, maybe. I hope so. Maybe. Please, please. All uh, right. You know my answer. It's it's uh, 
it's Kanan's. And no. that's and honestly, like that was half the appeal of my the character for me as I was like, oh, he's a cool character. Oh, he's this cowboy Jedi. Yo, his lightsaber is sick. Like uh, he's got like the, yeah. the 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 kind of knight almost sword type of guard on it with like the suba on it, and yeah. just it's got the control box. I'm a sucker for control boxes on a lightsaber. Like I, again, yeah. ties back to the to the Ezra thing or uh, or Obi Wan's or Luke's like and Anakin's. Like it makes it feel so uh, like a real thing, you like know? like utilitarian almost. Like every part right. of it has its use. Yeah, exactly. Um, like it, it really like Kanan's is one of those examples of like where I mean he is a technically a prequel era Jedi but like when I look at his lightsaber it, yeah I could see him being with Huang building that lightsaber you know yeah. um so it, that, you, you love to see him like uh like taking both parts from from his uh his belt and like putting them together you know it's so sick man I I was eyeing this one lightsaber and uh, I already I do have a Kanan lightsaber the way it connects is kind of kind of funny but it's not terrible um, I had to go send it off to get fixed but I was eyeing another one where it had a very seamless just like that feature and I was like that is so cool but then they messed up something with like the coloration on it and I was like why did you guys do that like now it doesn't look like like it's a very obvious like sliver of black mm. that like that I'm like when you look at Kanan's hilt it doesn't have that and it, it just it made, it made me upset because I'm like dude I'm at, like that's That'd be my Star Wars party trick to just be at Galaxy's Edge and be like, yo, check out my saber and just press a button and detach it and then just do it real quick again. Like That'd be so cool. It's so cool. I know it's such a niche feature that Kanan literally only does like one time, but it's iconic. I I, I do have a I do have a hot take for an honorable mention. I know what you're gonna say. I think I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, I hope it doesn't make you mad. No, <laughs> like, I don't every time I hear about this lightsaber, like I always hear someone trashing it and listen. It's not it can only the be best. one of it can be one of two things. Can I take a yeah. crack? You 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 want to you want to guess? I want to guess. Go ahead. Okay. Man. The one that I hope you're about to say uh-huh. is Ezra's first lightsaber. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. So so I just I really like this lightsaber. Yeah. And here's the thing when when people uh when people watch Rebels like and and I hear bad things about it they're always like dude that lightsaber is so stupid. Have you played with that lightsaber in Blade and Sorcery, bro? Like, dude, yeah. dude you can. So the, the the way that it works for me is like I can shoot it with like while the lightsaber's still ignited. So like I'll do slash slash and then like bang with with one of the with, with you know just just a blaster shot. It is so useful. And I thought to myself, if there was a if this was made in a different way that just kind of made it not look like a a, a square, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. It is such a great idea that I think was really slept on. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just think it's really cool. What it's kind of busted, to be honest. <laughs> it is busted. It almost feels unfair. Like oh, the only way that it could be more busted was if it was an actual laser and not stun. Because I, I think yeah. it's a I think it's a stun lightsaber mm-hmm. blaster. Um. But anyway, what was the uh what was the other one that you think I could have been saying? What is the other one that you think gets the most hate? Uh. I've heard a lot of people trashing on Mace's lightsaber. That I um, no, just it's from the same show. Oh, same show. Yeah. Oh, the Inquisitor's lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those get yeah. a lot of hate. I don't know if they get as much hate as Ezra's, but especially the helicopter flying away feature, they specifically like <laughs> trash on. Um, I I would. I honestly would have put those on my list if it wasn't for the helicopter flying. I I I've always thought that that was dumb. It's but. 
when but but when Maroc uses it in, in Ahsoka, I think that was kind of a great way. And and also uh, the the ninth and second sisters uh, in in the Jedi games. Oh yeah. Um, I think that those are really good ways to show off just how cool those lightsabers can be. They have some of my favorite uh, lightsaber fonts, like the sounds. Yeah, the sound I, I is love. so mean. They sound so sharp and violent. Um, and, uh, like some of them even have like runes etched on the circle there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think it just, uh, the, the, the spinning, um, even though like the, the lightsaber spinning is pretty dumb. I think, uh, using spinning mid combat, like Maroc and, you know, the night sister and stuff like that. Um, that to me has always been, and I haven't heard anyone else other than me talk about this. So I'm just going to patent this. It's very indicative of general grievous and like his fear tactics that he uses mid combat. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that way, it kind of captures the essence of the dark side. It's a very strong, very powerful, but also very easy technique. Um, like you turn yourself into a cleaver by simply yeah. pressing a button. It's a very easy power, but with you know, proper discipline and judgment, AKA Ahsoka stepping back one to do like one slice, um, to get rid of Maroc. Like that's, it, it's, it's just, it's, it was such a, I love that duel. Cause it's a great dichotomy of, uh, the ideals of the light side and the dark side. But yeah, I digress. I just think it, I just think they're neat. That's it. To, to back up your point, the line that Luke says to Palpatine, um, your overconfidence is your weakness. That, exactly. That is exactly. The, the definition of that lightsaber. It is the inquisitorious being like, Hey, like as soon as they do that, there's a switch in their head or they get overconfident. They're like, you're not going to beat this. You know, it's like there's no way you can get past time. my, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they, they literally get beat every time. It never works. Yeah. And, and um, it's, it's like, it is very, again, representative of the dark side. They are, they are giving into a very quick and easy option and it causes overconfidence and, they fail because of it. There is only there is only one man that mastered the propeller blade trick. Um, that? And even it's General Grievous, but even he was killed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dude, if you would have given him one of those things, he would have gone crazy. Imagine because uh, th this is technically still a rumor, but a Star Wars uh, what if is reportedly in the works um, or it's rumored to be in the works. What if there's like an episode where it's like a repurposed general grievous to serve uh Dude. the like the form of an inquisitor that'd be if, so sick if grievous lived he would have led the inquisitorious i have no doubt of that in my mind oh man that would have been so great I, oh like, i would love that so much I, I imagine like it'd be so sick if he like his cape was the inquisitor cape like it was a red Ooh. and black cape and oh, he's still using so the red and he's still using the like i mean not the red the blue and green sabers because that's his thing right collecting jedi lightsabers yeah uh, but even then like maybe he's got a little bit of a paint job on his armor now where he's not as maybe bone white but he has some accents of like red kind of in between just a little subtle touch and i i could easily see him being like the like he would be the grand inquisitor here's the thing though like the the, the inquisitorious and you know the 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 purge troopers uh, as well they all have that black and red color scheme so what if grievous's armor was like kind of obsidian black. black and he had like red eyes you know because he that lost be them he, he lost them when uh when when like he blew up basically yeah. so he had to get new eyes so now he is truly just pure cyborg um oh that'd be so cool that'd be please someone make that happen I, anyway i was about to say yeah someone someone's got to make that art and please don't use ai all right that's cheap
Please don't um, use AI. Because <laughs> I know it's I was like, I can see Mid Journey. It can make that, but I'm like, I, I want to see an artist do their take on that. Um, there's there's three names I'm thinking. So Purge, Purge, Grievous, Grievous Inquisitor, or or the Grand Grievous. <laughs> I would. I think they could just keep him general. You know, the, I think they could. dude the the Grand General. That actually sounds kind of that is, kind of that cool, is pretty though. cool. Like Grand General Grievous. Triple G, Grievous, baby. Grievous and Grievous Inquisitorious. That sounds like like a uh, wild thing. I don't what know. What if they don't even call it the Inquisitorious? What if they just call it like the Fortress Grievous or something like that? Like it's literally like the order was named after him because he's the Jedi hunter. But the, that only be that only be Tartakovsky's Grievous, never Canon Grievous. <laughs> yeah, he had he would have to get some major upgrades or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it'd be sick though. I just. Man, that'd be so cool. I could just see a shot of like all the Inquisitors and him just in his like his cloak, you know, like think of like Republic Commando when he shows up in that yeah. game. And oh, he's just man. kind of like hit that silhouette of just his mask with the cloak over him. And then, like, yeah. I, but I imagine it instead of it being that gray cloak, it's like the black with the red trim and like the 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 face or the the face shell the body is now all black like this yeah like obsidian black like like a like if you dyed somebody's bones you know black yeah the the listen man the blueprints are already there because the purge troopers use electrostaffs like the magna guards so you know that's all i gotta say like i said it writes itself it writes itself all right great next question for me (sighs) here is my next question so how do you think the force works? Uh, <laughs> um, that's a broad question. In in what context? Honestly, it can be like whatever way that that you interpret it. When I was writing the question, you know, I was thinking about the the joke. That's not how the force works. Right. So I was thinking to myself, well, how does it work? You know, like what. What is what is the force's uh, paradigm? What is its goal? What does it do? Mm-hmm. How does it work through the galaxy? And so I can tell you my answer if you want me to talk first. So who talks first? Mm-hmm. Who talks first? Um, I I think I've got an answer. Um, go ahead. Obviously, I have. I do not disagree with what they have done in you know most recently. Soka, right? People were complained a lot about how Sabine's access to the Force was like, oh, what? That doesn't make any sense. And it's like, the Force has always worked that way. I'm reading Plagueis right now, and it adds up two and two. Like, it's always yeah. been that way, right? So in that sense of like a, a plain and, and simple answer of like on a on that level of like the Force, you know, is, is that it's that wording from the Rise of Kylo Ren comic that Luke says, where it's you know some, sometimes the door is really small and sometimes it's it's really or the the river flows like a trickle and sometimes it's a it is a rampaging river, you know. Yeah. Um, for Anakin Skywalker and for Luke, that's the case. For someone like Sabine, that's not the case, um, you know. So in in that sense, I think that way. But honestly, man, the Force, I don't think we'll ever know how it fully works. I, yeah. I, the, the thing is, is the force is supposed to be mysterious. I mean, you can take, you know, what we've learned from all these different projects, but I mean, it, like Obi-Wan says, is really the only thing you need to know about the force is that it binds and penetrates the galaxy. Like that it is, it is everywhere. Yeah. It is this permeating force. Um, oh, and, and that, that's the thing is I'm like the, we're always learning about the force, 
but we'll never know everything about the force. That's yeah. what that's what makes the force work, you know, yeah. is is like the fact that when I think about the Mortis gods or the world between worlds or whatever, like people complain in Ahsoka, like, oh, I wish we learned more about the world between worlds. And it's like, I didn't need to. Like Rebels tells you yeah. everything you need to know. And in the context of Ahsoka, that is all you need to know. That's not the point. The point isn't to be like, oh, how is this happening or whatever? It doesn't matter. It's what how it pushes Ahsoka's character forward. And that's really what the Force is. is it, it pushes the galaxy forward. It is the ebbs and flow of the dark and the light and the balance yeah. between it. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I, I think that the Force isn't meant to be truly understood. I think that, as we have said once before... Um, that to lay everything out as an explanation, like, like the world between worlds and Ahsoka, you know, for, for Anakin to go like, well, uh, Ahsoka, this is the world between worlds. And I came yeah. here because I did, you know, like this, this, that, that would kind of ruin the moment, right? The, the, exactly. the, it's the entire reason why people didn't like midichlorians because it was an effort to explain the force. Uh, and thankfully we've kind of gotten back to the point where like, the the midichlorians even now are like still more of yeah. a, a mystery thing so yeah i don't think it's meant to be understood i think that it is uh you know to to, to quote mace windu the force works in mysterious ways um it you know it's it's like a it's like a teetering scale in the galaxy things are good and then things are bad and then they're kind of in between that's basically mm. how it goes there's this strange uh choreographed destiny that we don't know you know what it's gonna be yeah but at the very least everyone has a part to play mm -hmm. um and i think that it is uh you know like it as you said and as obi-wan said surrounds us penetrates us binds the galaxy together i i think it, it is more than you know how because a lot of people interpret that as like oh you know like it 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 works its way through like the Jedi and the Sith and stuff like that. No, it works through everybody, Everyone. even even when they don't even think that it does, which is why. Um, and I think that this will be uh, a, a future episode that, that we will do because we had this very brief discussion before that. I think the force very strongly works through Han Solo. Like Han is mm -hmm. one of those people that it is just kind of constantly uh working through to to achieve some sort of thing that we really don't know and ultimately i think when when people are like you know what what does the force want to achieve because like you know it gets rid of the jedi but then you know it gets rid of the sith right i think it's just this I, it feels like a, a scale that is constantly trying to balance itself yeah um but for what purpose we won't fully know it's just yeah. kind of it's just kind of life and death and just that natural cycle there yeah. um but yeah, I I don't know. I just I just yeah. thought that it was an interesting question to ponder. Yeah, um, I I completely agree. I mean, we've gotten so many little tidbits that when you said that life and death thing, it made me think of how Luke explains the Force to Rey in the Last yeah. Jedi, which is really a scene that I really like, where it's showing like life and then death and decay and all of this, you know, um, all of these different aspects. But I I will always love the idea that we don't fully know how the 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 force works like it's yeah. this it's this enigma it's this vast and unexplained uh phenomenon that's like it it's really cool man i like it i like the force yeah love that guy <laughs> <laughs> hey hey 
I'm not just going to do that all throughout the episode. Ah, uh, this one might be a little tough for you, buddy. Okay. You had to play one Star Wars game for the rest of your life. What would it be? Not necessarily your favorite, but the one you'd want to play forever. Oh, man. I don't even know the answer to the question for me, so. <laughs> that is, that's really tough. Ooh, um, half of me wants to say the Old Republic MMO just because there's so much in there. Uh, but at the same time, I am not like in, in terms of like gameplay mechanics, I don't like MMOs all that much. Yeah. Uh, because there's not a lot of uh, player oriented interactivity. There's just a lot of like you press a button and then something happens. Um, and I mean, same could be said for every game, but like, the, I was, the, the I way was about that, to say, I was like, but I get what you're saying. Well, it's <laughs> like, uh, it's like when you're in a battle, like, uh, it, you're, you're queuing up move after move, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the exact same thing could be said for, uh, Knights of the Old Republic too. Um, but I guess it's like, I don't know, like with, with those kinds of games, there's not a lot of interactivity, like, uh, how a lot, how, how more games are like a lot much, uh more versatile in in the controls than that yes obviously you know in every game you press a button something happens that's how it works but like in the mmos and stuff uh you, you like you press the attack button and then it gets put in the queue and then your guy will just keep on mindlessly attacking the enemy until they're dead there's not really yeah. a lot of thought put into it i guess um i don't know uh that is that is really tough i would say 1313 if it existed um but it doesn't uh <laughs> man i don't i really don't know you need time to think about it i, I do have my answer I believe. yeah if you have your answer like uh please take the reins for a moment while i simmer on this yeah uh yeah so i i think i have played a lot of star wars games in my lifetime and a lot of them i love um but honestly the one that i think is the most versatile in both its gameplay mechanics and storytelling um is jedi academy mm. um that i mean first of all i love i think it has some of the best lightsaber fighting um and there's been different versions and variations like it's a very it, it is a game that still gets a lot of support today in various platforms we play uh movie battles a lot we also uh play movie duels and I, well not together but when the multiplayer comes out for that um can't wait for that it, it's this again it's goes back to kind of the era thing it's this sandbox but like even the main story of jedi academy also connects to my favorite era it's right right after return of the jedi the rise yeah. of the new jedi academy which has always been something that i want and the thing that i miss the most in canon but um yeah like you get to create your own i mean you're playing a, a preset character jaden core but you for all intents and purposes you make your own jedi you get to choose you know whether you're, whether you're teetering to the light in the dark you go on these admission or um, admissions missions through through all like out the galaxy i mean from uh tatooine to bakura to nalhada yeah. to i mean you're going everywhere eventually spoilers for the end of the game but i won't tell you why you end up getting to go to korriban and you're going through all these sith temples and you and your jedi peers or or maybe other people uh are uh are going through and you're fighting all the like you know these big lightsaber battles and it's it's just so cool but again even then like the way 
that game bases itself on the engine of Jedi Outcast. And in Jedi Outcast, you you don't start out with a lightsaber. You've got blasters and and thermal detonators and things like that. You've got tricks up your sleeve. And so Jedi Academy, like that game, if you if you wanted to just be like, I'm not gonna be a Jedi. I'm just a mercenary. You're going through and you're you know you're taking out uh, criminals or uh, wherever you're going. Like it's so vast, and I really love just how all-encompassing that game is. And yes, there will be yeah. Star Wars games that I will miss very dearly. Force Unleashed, uh, you know, Republic Commando, Knights of the Old Republic, the Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor. I mean, I'd go on. And Lego Star Wars, like that. You know, yeah. That, that one, but like, you know, when I think about Lego Star Wars, it's like once you 100% that game, like I don't really feel the need to go back to it anymore. Like I just think, uh, you know, unless I just want to play with a friend and be kind of chill about it. But uh, Battlefront, like, you know, that is the the premier, like, battle experience, both the new and the old yeah. ones. Um, but honestly, like, I think um, Jedi Academy is the one that, that takes the cake for me. I mean, you can play with a double-bladed lightsaber. You've got all these different force powers, a lot of force powers. You've got your base ones, you've got your dark side ones, you've got your light side ones, um, you know. And, and in the modded community, like, say I was, they're like, all right, you can only play Jedi Academy. With movie battles and stuff, like, dude, this is... This is going to sound crazy, but I don't think we've even regaled this story to people. You and I hopped into the movie battles, the mod for Jedi Academy, and right. we we went to uh, we, we joined a Lord of the Rings map where we were. Um, oh, my God. That was so yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I'm blanking on what it's called. I'm I, uh, Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. It's not Mines of Moria. What is the other one? Um, and we were all Star Wars characters. We weren't Lord of the Rings characters. Yeah. And we were all running through in the rain and one team, we were trying to break down the door to get into Helm's Deep. And yeah. like, I mean, it was anyone from like Watto to Boss Nass to okay. uh, IG, like IG-88. Yeah, um, like Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Imperial Bas Royal Guards. Bastila, General it, Grievous. It, uh, it was crazy. crazy. One of my favorite parts of that was... Uh, we we were on the uh, the technically the the Urukai team, so we were attacking yes. we, we were attacking Helm's Deep, and I went up as Grievous up to the gate, and I just broke it down with all four of my lightsabers. Yeah, I meet I meet Bastila at the front, who like we start duking it out, and I am I almost immediately like five seconds into the fight, I cut her down. And her player types in chat almost immediately WTF, <laughs> which, which I just thought was so funny to me. Like, I, I just imagine like Grievous breaking through the wall and then immediately cutting her down. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, like characters like that, when you use them, you can't respawn. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, I, you know, in that position, I would also be thinking the same thing, like oh, WTF, like I immediately died. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're right. That is that is so much fun. Yeah. Um, so. All right. So it, are you are you satisfied with with your answer or like Yeah, I'm going Jedi Academy. Jedi Academy, yeah. So with everything that you said, Jedi Academy is a very strong runner up for me. However, I have to I have to go back to my roots. If I had to only play one more Star Wars game forever, it would be Battlefront 2 2005. I knew it. Um yep. like I I I can't I can't leave it behind, you know? Like I think uh, Complete Saga and, and 2005 Battlefront 2 were pretty much neck and neck for me at when I first played them. But the one that I remember the most is that game. I, my brother, my brother Seth and I played that game over and over and over and over and over. And like during, during the summer when school was out, 
we would wake up like right in the morning and I would be hearing him play Hero Assault on Moss Eisley and I would yeah. be like so excited to jump in and like we'd play the, the 501st campaign and then we'd go, jump into Galactic Conquest and we'd never finish it because it would always take forever. Because yeah. um, like if you, if you do a versus match of Galactic Conquest and the parameters are total conquest with no point or time limit, it literally will not end until someone controls the entire galaxy. In which case, if both players are evenly matched, it it's it'll take forever. Yeah. Um, but there's something about that game that is just so intrinsically Star Wars to me. You have all of the iconic locations. You've got Clone Wars and Galactic Civil War, which at the time were the only canon eras, really. Um, you know, you've got the, of course, the Clone versus the CIS and the the Empire versus the Rebels. But it's always it's so great because you're playing as the little guy. You're playing as like the boots on the ground, the soldier. That I mean, Battlefront was one of the pioneers of like the soldier type gameplay genre. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people don't know. That was like one of the first games of like boots on the ground. You're a soldier guy. You're not the big hero. But yeah. even then, if you wanted to be the best person on your team, would get the the chance to play as the hero, like Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker, and like. And it like, yes, I think in EA's Battlefront games, they are definitely powerful, but in the old Battlefront games, the heroes were whack powerful. Like they were stupid yeah. powerful. Yeah. You could take out the entire team, like with basically one hand, you know, what, what was it? Grievous says in the game, he says, I could do this with two, no, three arms tied behind my back, which is like <laughs> a, just a great Grievous line. But it's just so Star Wars because, and, and it also brought in my personal favorite uh, capital ship uh, combat, like Starfighter, Starfighter combat in Battlefront, yeah. which is like you get in a starship, you fly into the hangar of the other ship, you take down its main systems, and then you fly back out. Like it's, so cool. it's just so classic. Like, man, mm, Battlefront yeah. 2 2005, that is so good. That's yeah. That's got to be my answer. Like if I had to choose one, yeah. Yeah. I think it makes sense because from what you've told me as well with how many memories and stuff you have with that game, I mean, like, I think you would be more inclined to pick Jedi Academy had you played those games yeah. when you were younger. Like, for me, I didn't play Jedi Academy first. I didn't even know Jedi Academy existed until, like, years after I played Jedi Outcast. And that's why Kyle right. Tarn, go back to our characters video if you want to know more about that, struck such a chord with me is because I'm like, I have nothing but association with that of like, oh, this this guy, it's after Return of the Jedi, you know, he used to be a Jedi, but he's not anymore. He's renounced those ways. I don't really know why. Uh, and then, you know, he's going on these missions um, for the, the the New Republic as a mercenary. And then something happens and you like, it, it was just so cool to me. And then Jedi Academy just expounded on that where it's like, oh, Kyle Katarn's your master now. You're basically getting to create your own Jedi. And also you get yeah. to go through and basically the game is broken into acts where you get to, there's like, you start off with your lower, like your, your first five missions. And those are kind of more your simple missions. And then you go to the next thing and you're at this point, you're a Padawan or not a Padawan, but kind of more like, you're not just a trainee anymore. Like you've got yeah. you, more of a Padawan skill set. And then eventually like you get, you get knighted and then you get to do the Jedi master levels. And those are like, I was thinking about it today. Like one of the Jedi master levels, you get to go to these caves where they're like just littered with these colorful rocks. It's very Ilum like, but it's not Ilum. Mm -hmm. And there's all of these, uh, these Sith there that are like there to stop you. And all you fight in that level are just Sith. There's no troopers or anything like, and it feels very like dungeon crawly in a way. Like, uh, and so that's because I, you know, there's so many memories associated with that. And of course, 
me being the lightsaber guy, you know, that's my, like, that's was so informative for that. Cause you got to choose, yeah. you know, your first lightsaber and then your lightsaber gets destroyed halfway through. And then you get to make your new lightsaber, which could be either be two lightsabers or could be a double bladed if you wanted to, if you didn't want to just go single, which is really cool. And you get to choose the color and the hilt style. It was really, really just, just expansive for me. And that kind of gave the full like Jedi experience. But like, I also, I mean, I played Battlefront 2 around that same time as playing Jedi Outcast, but like, you have so many more memories tied to that. I mean, you played modded versions of the game that I didn't yeah, even know about. Like, I, I was gonna say, like, if we're if we're bringing mods into, into the table, mm -hmm. like, the the modding community for Star Wars Battlefront two th two thousand and five was like just. I mean, it was the first it game. It still that, is. It's 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 still it's still so monumental. Like, but but it was the first game that I had ever modded, mm -hmm. and there were there there's a plethora like an absolute smorgasbord of amazing mods for yeah. that game. You've got like full scale Geonosis maps, like an ultra realistic map where, you know, if you get yeah. shot once you're dead, um, there's a battlefront extreme where like, you've got the, you've got shadow troopers and arc troopers and stuff like that. Yeah. There's battlefront ultimate where you get the clone assassins with two blades and stuff. Um, there's also the, the dark times, which is specifically where I had realized that that was what the era was colloquially called, mm -hmm. um, where you get to play as star killer. Um, and, uh, and like on the other side, it's like Rom Coda with like rebel cells and stuff like that. Like so his, sick. his own rebel mercs and it's, and it's its own curated campaign too. Like it has its own campaign, which is just so cool. And then there is the total conversion map or mod that brings in, uh, the uh, Knights of the Old Republic era, so you can yeah. fight on like uh, the Endar Spire and and stuff like that. You've got yes. Revan and, and Malak and all that, um, which is just absolutely wild. Um, it's like, and, and then of course, who can forget? Except for mostly everybody, which was my favorite mod, um, Christmas in Jingle in Town, which <laughs> which which was my favorite Star Wars Battlefront Two mod, where essentially someone had created this very uh, 1970s suburban town where it's snowing and uh the entire uh soundtrack for the the map is just classic uh christmas yeah. music um the vehicles are cars like they're all sedans basically <laughs> um the all of the guns shoot snowballs instead of yeah. blasters um and the clone troopers and the droids are colored like christmas trees yeah. Um, like it's just like green and red. Um, and then the heroes, for, the hero for the Republic is Santa, and then uh, the CIS hero is called Evil Santa, which you know they just have <laughs> like different lightsabers. But it's I don't know. Like I remember uh, I used to have some buddies on on the the community, and like around Christmas time we would load up in Christmas in Jingle in Town, and something about choosing a Republic trooper to spawn inside a regular suburban home to walk outside and get in a sedan and run over a super battle droid while hearing all oh, the weather outside is right. It's just like, I don't know. That was just so great to me. So yeah, it's something about that. That is just yeah. really perfect for me. So yeah. Yeah. My answer is star Wars battlefront two, 2005. I think both the games we picked are like basically the games in, in the star Wars legacy and uh, community that are like the most modded, like, both Battlefront some of the most and, influential. Yeah. yeah, like those games, I mean, are still getting modded today because of yeah. how much they, they they encapsulate two different types of experiences. And you could kind of do both. Uh, like you could like you could do like big scale battles in Jedi Academy, but like 
Battlefront 2 kind of serves more of that like soldier gameplay like you said whereas yeah. Jedi Academy is more of the Jedi gameplay because I mean admittedly like and you know this like the the Jedi gameplay in Battlefront 2 isn't just like oh my gosh it's so in depth like you're just clicking swinging and then you block and you throw like you know it's it's very simple mm-hmm. but you are super powered yes um, so it I think it it honestly taps into uh, the soldier's perception of, of the yeah. Jedi, you know, yeah. which is just like this superhero, basically. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So my next question for you, and, and this is going to be kind of a big one. So feel free to feel free to think about it. Take your time. Or maybe you've been cooking this up this entire time and we just never talk about it. Um, you have been chosen to create the next Star Wars project. This could be a movie, a show, a game, a book, whatever. The higher-ups have given you full creative control. What would you make? Would you bring on anyone on the team to help you? This can be multiple things, one thing, just whatever you want to make. So this is interesting because I have a question later on that's kind of similar. Not quite, oh. but it's similar enough, um, but I'll... I'll wait and we can maybe if we need to expound on it, we can, but I am tasked with making this is going to sound, <laughs> this is going to sound, well, I don't gut reaction. Okay. And it not, this isn't my definitive pick, but my gut reaction is, a Jedi Academy movie, not set in legends, Ooh. set in canon with whoever is left of the Jedi. Personally, I would want it to be Luke, Ezra, Ahsoka, Sabine, and uh, depending on where Ahsoka season two goes. Um, and um, I was maybe, blanking. Oh, maybe and Ben Cal? So- uh, uh, He's probably, he's probably, if he's mm. around, sure, but probably not. Um, and Ben Solo. Like, that would be what I would, like, I'd really like a new age uh, thing. But I don't think that's going to be my pick. That would be cool, but I don't think that's going to be my pick. Um, I'm making a, am I making a movie or just the next project? Uh, this could be a movie, a show, a game, a book, whatever. Could be anything. Oh, okay. It it could be literally anything. Like, you're given full creative control. We actually have talked about this then a little bit. Yeah. I need, I need, and it's going to be an amalgamation of different games, but it is a game nonetheless. But for all intents and purposes, it would be a Mandalorian video game or a just a bounty hunter video game. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes into 1313. But basically what I want is I want it to have an open world. If it's one planet, I'm fine with that. I mean, I think it would be cool if it was maybe a mixture of of different planets and I know we're getting outlaws soon so we'll see what that's like but indulge me here for a second okay what I would what I want the I want it to be a mixture of three of my favorite franchises in term and just games in general a mixture of um, the core template would be Red Dead Redemption uh Ooh, the very great idea yeah, very, like open world. Uh, instead of a horse, you have maybe a speeder or something like that, and and you could obviously take other people's speeders or you know, um, or uh, land so speeders. Great. Yeah, dude, having and bounty then, hunters sent after you, like the more crime you do, exactly. Oh. Like and being able to get bounties on a bounty board. I mean, for literally, it would just be Red Dead Two Mandalorian, 
obviously with a Star Wars code, but I don't, I want there to be also kind of a skill tree, a level up system, a crafting system. Yeah. I think I would want that to be kind of inspired a little bit by um, The Last of Us with their crafting Ooh. system where you're kind of, you're gathering, and it wouldn't be in more of like a scrounging way of like, oh, look at me, I found a penny, you know? Like more so like you've, you've gotten, say like, say it is the Mandalorian, right? It's like, oh, you've got Beskar now. Like you can choose mm. what you want to use this Beskar for. Like, and you yeah. would take it to more of like a, like a, you know, a forge, a forger, uh, to a blacksmith or I guess to, uh, and I guess the armor would be yeah, the technical the, term. The armor, yeah. Um, and, and it wouldn't be necessarily the armor, but say a armor. Cause it, this could be like, you know, this could be like, say, High Republic Mandalore, you know, like if you wanted to, like that era. Mm, that could be uh, very cool. Yeah, that could be really cool because mm. then you have the threat of like the the Nihil, but also say like you could have dark side sects of different force users. And also you could run into the Jedi if you wanted to, like say you you get enough level, like the Jedi are going to come after you because you've been yeah. doing some evil deeds. But um, I would really like kind of a level and a level up and crafting system, a mixture. The last game would be God of War. I really would like there Ooh. to be a, a melee kind of combat system that kind of infuses Last of Us and God of War and a level up system like God of War, where you're picking up and you're getting new abilities, uh, say like, say you use some of your best car or whatever to make a like a, a spear, kind of like Mando has, uh, not like that, but um, you can really just kind of tailor your play style uh, to all of these different things. And so it gives you this kind of open world RPG kind of crafting experience where you're kind of making your own legacy of this bounty hunter or Mandalorian kind of set yeah. in an old period. And honestly, I would say don't make it like going to all these different planets, but I like the idea of like, say it's like in a specific system or maybe not even a system, yeah. just like in different areas. So say you could go to like, if you want that more, that kind of urban setting, you uh you have like Narshida and then say maybe you have something similar to more of like a foresty type planet uh mm -hmm. with with mountains and and lush terrain um and whatever if you want to create a new planet you could and then maybe having like a more uh apocalyptic style planet that leans itself more to like Tatooine or something like that and yeah. then later on down the lines and, and it's not the whole planet you know it would just be like a really big portion of the planet you know because yeah there's limitations but I think that's enough um it's like where uh, wherever the story would go I guess yeah um exactly so yeah, maybe you could um, like create like a droid companion as well absolutely absolutely I mean being able to have maybe like your own uh, kind of cast of characters, whether it's say it's on your ship yeah. or being able to be like, Hey, I'm going to be more of like a lone gun Mandalorian. Or it's like, no, like I'm going to have, like, I'm going to be more friendly. Like I, I'm a bounty hunter, but like, I'm not an evil Mandalorian. Like I'm going to, you know, yeah. bring in these people. And Hey, even if say at one point you wanted to, you befriend a Jedi and this Jedi is like, Hey, you're doing good cause for the Republic. That'd be cool. I'm going to join you, you know? Or it, if it's it, like, uh, if, if, if you're in the high Republic era, what if you like, start doing jobs for the for, for the uh the, the nile uh and then mm -hmm. they because th like it's all dependent on, you? on your choices so like you start working with either with either the nile or with the the republic right oh mm -hmm. that'd be so cool yeah mm. it's a very ambitious idea but it's one that i'm like i think would make one of the greatest star wars games of all time and would require years and years of development but <laughs> it would take I mean, a lot of work yeah. yeah, but if I had to pick one developer, I mean, it would either be Rockstar or Naughty Dog. I mean, those are like the two yeah. 
that are yeah. like they do those really big like you know 10 year long projects and i mean that that's literally what i think it would take for this game would it would take like 10 years but like once it came out it's like oh my gosh this is one of the greatest games i've ever played you know i'm really um, hoping that something like this or just a big project like this is currently being in development but it's just yeah. not out yet like like yeah. it's not being uh reported about yet because, yeah. I mean, there are some stuff that we don't know that's just being worked on. So, you know, when you said God of War game, I was like, oh, what if it was like a, an ancient Sith game that was God of War coded? Oh, yeah. more Very like melee and, you know, combo infused yeah. and power scaling. I mean, that would be great, too. That could be really sick. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think if I had to if say I wanted to bring like a, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to bring Dave. In. I mean, Dave could you know do whatever he wants he could come oversee it a little bit but i think i mean if we're going for this kind of high republic set era of like hey you're not a jedi you know that's what we think when we think high republic you're a mandalorian and i don't know yeah i don't know all the lore about the high republic i'm sorry but i think there's still mandalorians around so you know probably i don't see anything that says that they're not i'm wondering if that well no satine was the person to uh to to bring in that peacekeeping yeah part of their race right so i'm going to assume that before her they were still warmongering yeah. maybe i mean and death watch um, still exists so yeah you know so. like they they existed during that time of peace so i mean it's not like they ever got killed off or anything so and i think the 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 mandalorian civil wars were still technically canonized because uh mm-hmm. boba fett's armor chain link lists jaster Mareel as one um, yeah well they even they I think there's an episode of the Mandalorian where uh, I think they even say when he meets Ahsoka, he's like, we used yeah. to fight, you know, like yeah, our, yeah, yeah, our, yeah. Our people or something like that. I'm I've got to get the specific point down. But yeah, like there's a lot of opportunities for enemy types and just being able to kind of create this authentic, um, you know, bounty hunter. I think it would be Mandalorian. I think that's what yeah. people would want. And, and I think it, that would yeah. lean itself to be the upgrade system of like, oh, you know, you, you got a new chunk of Beskar. Like we can, you can kind of go in this direction and it al- allows you to like tailor how you want to play. Like if you want to be more long range, or if you want to be melee, or if you want to be more gadget based, like. It'd be really cool if you could team up with some of your friends on missions as well. Dude, if they had like an online mode, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Or like if, or like how uh, how Red Dead does it, where like they just give you the entire open world, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's anybody's game, basically. Yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah, man. So, a couple games that game ideas I have. I would love to see an Imperial Commando game, basically yeah. like a, a a continuation of Republic Commando. I would really like to see that story um, be continued in canon. Um, obviously, you know, the, the, the base, the basic answer is I want to see 1313 be made. Um, I, I really hope KOTOR is still being remade because like it was canceled and then, it, and then, uh, it was uncanceled and then it was canceled. And then someone was like, actually, it's not canceled. I promise. Um, so we don't know what's happening with that right now. Um, I know that you and I once had this conversation before, and you said you didn't like the idea of the name, but I think just for the sake of consistency, I think it would be really cool if there was a TV show, just a little TV show of Tales of the Sith. I mm-hmm. think that it could, like, it, like the prospect of that could be really neat because we yeah. have a connective tissue here. The first episode would be about Dooku being trained as a Sith 
you mm. know, from that. I think that could be really cool. However, one episode or like string of episodes for one i think it should be longer than the original tales of the jedi season just so we can explore more characters but i really want to see like this be the introduction of uh star killer to the 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 main timeline right of the, the canon timeline of have it the vader training his first inquisitor aka uh galen merrick aka star killer i just think that that could be really cool um just like a way to make him fit into the canon without making him like wildly powerful right yeah um i just think that that would be really neat uh and then i would also i think i'd also like to have a movie be made in the old republic era but have it be far removed from like the main happenings of the galaxy so that way it is so um like focused with just what's happening in its story it's not worried about the overarching stuff of like star wars of like oh is this gonna happen that that, that. you know it's yeah. not it's not connecting everything it's just an, an isolated uh self-contained star wars story yeah. i think that would be very cool um yeah so that's just kind of the idea i it, i would have I, I'd, I'd probably i mean obviously i think dave's gonna be in all of our projects because he's the creative exec now so he kind of has to be um but i was gonna say like i would probably i'd probably have you on one of my projects just so that we could write it together uh just to make sure that it's good because uh you know everybody knows at this point when grayson and i come up with star wars stuff we cook all right we cook um exactly exactly um yeah those are just some ideas off the top of my head i just think that they would be really just really fun projects to uh, pursue. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, if you that that then I guess that does uh, that le- that leans itself to the. Uh, it is my fourth question, um, uh-huh. and it, it which is I guess maybe if you get a definitive answer for this one, and then this kind of leans into the next one. But what is an untold Star Wars story you want to you want to see visually and what medium? So, mm. um, so it's, it's the similar thing of like basically one story that has not been told. And it, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I want to see, you know, uh, mother Towson's teenage years or something. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like it, it can be like literally whatever you want, but, um, but yeah, so I guess maybe like if you were making it, what was the one that you would make? But then it, what is one that you just want to see? So like untold in like any media, like this mm-hmm. is just not something yeah. that we've it's, seen. It's only visual though. And what I mean visual is like, so it has to be a game, TV show or movie. Um, so no books or, I mean, I guess comics are technically visual, but I'm talking like you're seeing it, you know? I would really love to see Grievous's canonical origin. Yeah. Uh, because we technically don't know what that is. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, hints to his origins, like being similar to legend stuff. Uh, but we really don't see how it goes down. And I would really like to just see, uh, Grievous actually be expounded upon as a character in canon. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Um, and obviously I would love for there to be a visual form of Plagueis, you know, like this has been written in the Plagueis book. Right. But again, Mm -hmm. we don't know what it is in canon um so yeah i i'm gonna have to think about some more i'm gonna i'm gonna pass 
pass it over to you for a moment just while I okay. think a little bit more on what I want to see. Yeah, so the project that like I, I'm standing by, the project that I would make would be, you know, that game. Um, if I could assemble the forces, if I could assemble the proper development team and everything and the right set of writers, that's what I would go for. But one that I just want to see that I've been waiting on um, or I think is just kind of a no-brainer. A no <sighs> Man, yeah, there, I mean, you've you made a lot of good suggestions. Um, honestly, like this is really simple and just immediately comes to mind. I, I really would like to see Mando, like Dinjarin, mm -hmm. pre Mando, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like, if I think about it this way, like I, I kind of view Dinjarin like John Wick, where like there is a there is a point that happens where it's like, okay, there's the character here. But then here's the character that we know about and we we've heard these things about, but we've never seen it, right? Yeah. Um, I think about the the prison break episode in Mando season mm -hmm. one, and they're like, Oh, we used to run jobs with him all the time, and blah, blah, blah. And this girl was, you know, what they did they have a thing? I don't know. And I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see Din Djarin like what before he got to the point in the beginning of the Mandalorian. Basically, Din Djarin pre-Grogu. I want to see that. Like, I want to see yeah. him. You know where he gets to the point where he's got his he's at least he has his helmet you know and say so he's even as young as 15 all the way until i mean at the time of when he gets grogu like he's in his late 30s yeah that gives you basically like say you want you get like 18 year old dinjarin for the next 20 years like because he he gets inducted into the mandalorian culture as a child during the the uh uh the clone wars so assuming you give a couple more buffer years of that, say he's like eight years old, you say you give him another five years, right? Like, and you've got that entire, I mean, you've got the dark times period. You've got the original trilogy period. Yeah. Like that's a lot of time to see what Den has been up to, you know? And, and I yeah. know Boba Fett is out there. That's kind of like what people are like, well, we just want to see Boba Fett during that time. But I'm like, no, like I want to see what Din Djarin was up to. Cause like, he's got a whole, 35 years before him that, like, I just don't what, know about. What turned Din Djarin into the Mandalorian? You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah I like, think that'd be cool. Yeah, because we know a couple are, like, roaming around there. I mean, obviously, most notably is Bo-Katan's people, and then we've got Din Djarin's people and Boba Fett. Like, that's really the main ones we know about. And I'm like, I want to see Din Djarin's early adventures. Um, I, think, I think that would be... See, to me... If they're with this Mandalorian movie, and I know it's Mandalorian and Grogu, so it wouldn't make any sense. But like, if I was to make a movie, I'd be like, make a, a prequel movie about Din Djarin. Like, yeah. because that way it's disconnected from like, hey, you've never seen the show. Well, here's this character before you've known him. You know, like here he is in the height of the original trilogy. You know, you know, one say overarching story, right? Um, or like he's meeting all the people that he knows. Yeah. yeah. That'd Even if cool. it was an animation, dude, I don't care. Like Clone Wars style animation, I'd be down for it. I was about to say it. Clone Wars Din Djarin, dude, give it to me. Like I, I want it. Um, I, I think I would also really love to see uh, the the Mandalorian Wars, like in in Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, I, I want to yes. see I want to see Revan versus Mandalore the Ultimate because we we have never seen that. We have I think only that would seen be a like fantastic a, live action trilogy. I think that that could be really awesome because I mean, or show. yeah, or show it's, it's been touched upon 
very, very lightly, like Kanan telling mm-hmm. Sabine the Jedi won the war with Mandalore, or uh, in the yeah. the Clone Wars final season, you see that uh, thing that they imprison Maul in. It's like yes. a relic of a long of a long gone era that they said that they used for Force wielders. Yeah, like, dude. I like you know that that's the era that they're referencing. It that's just it's just a fact at this point, yeah. right? Like I would love to see that be touched upon because right. I, I they they say that like Mandalore the Ultimate versus Revan was like a legendary battle and I just I really want to see that. I just yeah, think that'd be dude. really cool. Um that's a great one. That honestly that might trump mine right there. I think that would be a, an a, amazing story to be shown. I mean, it'd just, be just, so yeah. cool. Just the Mandalorian Wars movie or trilogy or series, like yeah. especially if it was one with like the budget of like Andor or something. God, like I that, mean, that like, could be I'm, so awesome. The the fidelity and like just, I mean, that would get people in seats, you know, yeah, or Disney could, Plus subscriptions or whatever. Like, I mean, dude, there's so much story to tell there. I mean, theoretically, they could you know make Star Wars movies forever. It's not 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 saying that I want them to, yeah. but they there's a lot of content that could be there yeah um, I, I i mean if i was you know this is kind of getting into a separate discussion but in the same vein like if, if i was you know in in the room when we were like all right what are we making next immediately i'm like all right our our heavy hitter to come back to theaters is you know a a old republic you know big say say you announce it as one movie and then they're like all right, if it does successful enough, it'll be a trilogy. We'll make it a trilogy of the Mandalorian Wars, you know? Yeah. Or like that time period, because it's like, we I mean, we know it exists in canon. We have templates and sources to pull from from Legends. We can kind of create a new story, but obviously we're going to throw Revan in there. Like, first of all, toy sales. Like, Revan, dude, would sell like hotcakes, brother. Yeah, like, it would be nuts. Yeah, yeah, and like, and imagine so you, though, like, imagine no. if they put Tar Vizsla in that story too. That would be crazy, like, bro. That would be the perfect way to, to fit him in there, you know? Yeah, the, dude. We like that. That's the the dark saber is the connective tissue, and uh, Professor Huang. Like, the, we could have him in there too. Yeah. Wait. Um, how do we know the name of Man? Well, uh, even in canon. All right. Give me a. Here's a a random pitch. All right. Uh-huh. Let's say the first movie is like. We or whatever we get the that battle between Revan and Mandalore the Ultimate. Well, at this point they cannot cho- the Mandalorians like they've lost the war. They can't choose uh, like they they don't have a new leader yet. But we find out that possibly Mandalore the Ultimate's son is say he's you know five six years old uh-huh. and that child is force sensitive, you know, and the very mm. end of the Mandalorian civil war is, is, or not Mandalorian civil war. The Mandalorian wars is when Tar Vizsla is discovered and it creates this, even this more contentious conflict of like, Oh, you've won this war and now you're taking the first Mandalorian Jedi. I don't know. Like that is some Dude, crazy plot twist stuff right there. What if Mandalore, the ultimate was Tar Vizsla? Yeah. Because, because when he died, the Jedi took his saber and took it in the temple. So what if like, that like the the reason why you know the Mandalorians wanted to wanted to get it back was because when Revan defeated him, he took his lightsaber and Dude. brought it back to the temple. That would that be would give oh, such deep context to the to the Mandalorian wow. wars. That would be just so wild, especially Let us because cook. yeah, yeah, especially because like the, the the way that the Mandalorians see it, like the dark saber is the symbol of power. So who other to wield it than Mandalore the Ultimate, right? 
the I mean, first Jedi Mandalorian, you know? Yeah, that'd be absolutely wild. That would actually be a really interesting story as well to say, like, you know, before the Mandalorian Wars, Tar Vizsla does get pulled at the Jedi Order, right? And, yeah. uh, and like, he's been training as a Jedi, but now that we hit this, this crux in the story where Tar Vizsla has to choose his people or the Jedi order. And ultimately like he decides to like, he's like, I'm not going to let my people be slaughtered anymore. Like, I'm not going to let them like, I'm going to defend them in this war. And he is then the people's champion. And he then unites comes them. In. Yeah, exactly. He unites them together. And they're like, we're going to, we're going to stand against the Jedi. Like the Jedi are, you know, acting, especially with the looming darkness of like Revan, basically becoming this warrior, you know, leading the Jedi, which is very, out of turn for the Jedi. And so then, yeah, it leads into this ultimate battle of, of, uh, Mandalore versus Revan. And ultimately we're, we're creating the next blockbuster right here. I, <laughs> oh, dude, like it would get, and I'm like, even if Revan isn't the main character, you know, like, even if it was like, he was, he was like this kind of enigmatic figure that is very prominent. Like maybe he's the Vader of that. We're like, yeah. You know, or like this, this torn character, we see him going through this, but he's also like, he's not the main character. Like, you can create a diverse cast of characters in that story as well. New characters. I don't care. Like just, yeah. but if you, you, if you're telling this grand story with this, like that could give so much history to both the Mandalorians and Jedi. That'd be just such a great way to tie in, you know, what's really popular with Star Wars right now, which is, you know, the Mandalorian. So yeah. God, that'd be so good. All right. Yeah. Like, dude, imagine if it was literally like Ooh. the Mandalorian Wars, uh, like part one or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. That was a movie like people would be like, oh, Mandalorian. I know that, you know, and then the poster has like a Jedi or has like Revan and like Mandalorians. You're like, what is that? And then it like you get a, get a long time ago and it got to see far, far away. And we don't get the tradition. We don't get the traditional crawl. We get more of like an ancient crawl with some voiceover of someone telling like, oh, like this is, you know, a, a long time ago, like. Or even if they don't have the, like, they, they, it's like maybe Hugh Wang or someone like that regaling the story of, like, this is the story of when the Mandalorians and the Jedi were uh, at the height of their rivalry or something. Well, it could be like, uh, like the, the movie could start with Ahsoka asking, uh, Hugh, Hugh Wang to tell one of his stories, you know, mm -hmm. in hyperspace. And then yeah. he starts telling it. And then, you know, there you go. It would be, it would be wild if, like, when it did the, the, or when, when it started doing the crawl or like the narration it would start playing the old republic theme where it's like boom yeah boom 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 you know yeah um, that would be really great oh gotta get that ball rolling we we just we just collaboratively cooked on some of possibly the greatest projects that made never happen <laughs> yeah we're, we're just gonna get uh <laughs> poggle the lesser of the movie i guess <laughs> that's what i want to see that'd um, be great well, I technically asked you uh, the, that question, so I think it is now back to you. Yeah, it's on, on to my fourth question, okay. which is, and, and you, you know this one because this is when I pitched the episode idea, which is, Grayson, who do you like watching fight in a lightsaber duel the most? Oh, I forgot about this question, to be honest. Who is, who is the most entertaining for you to watch duel in a fight? Oh, man. And so while you're thinking, I'll go ahead and answer just so I'll, I'll answer my own question. My favorite, probably my favorite person to watch fight is, is Darth Maul. Um, I think, I think Maul is so much fun to fight because 
uh, or so, so much fun to watch fight because <laughs> you're like, he, come here, Maul. <laughs> in a boxing match. Um, he is just, and he's a absolute phantom menace in in every fight that he's in, you know, like he's snarling, he's making like all these like like rah, like like groans and screams and stuff, and he's just abs- he is so incredibly violent. He's trained he's, as a weapon. Yeah, he's basically this embodiment of anger and rage in the dark side. Um, but at the same time, it's like this very controlled chaos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like when you watch Palpatine, it's just he's embracing any emotion he has. Uh, Maul is this very intentional uh, vessel for rage that when you watch him fight, it's controlled, but it's a controlled violence. It's a focused yeah. violence. Um, and it's just an absolute pleasure to watch. Like I love like yeah. Sam Witwer just does such a great job at Maul because when you hear him like, uh, you know, just just groan and snarl while he's fighting, he's like a rabid dog or, you know, I don't I don't know. He's he's so interesting. This is what he has waited on for so long he is yeah he is itching he is like you know fiending for this fight right like he is wait yeah. that that was literally his sole mission like brother you got to get back on plagueis i'm telling you man it's crazy yeah yeah you're right <laughs> yeah. you're right he, he's barely been in it but like the little bits i was like this is the interesting thing about plagueis is that that book was written as clone wars was happening so like mm. a lot of the stuff that is being said and i'm like this still fits into canon because Clone Wars is canon, so it tie it you know gives itself a lot to that. But Maul is a phenomenal choice. He is, I think he's probably in my top three picks because I immediately I was thinking of him. Um, I do have my number one pick though. I think. All right, yeah, I'll, do, I'll do my runner up first. Number two is Balin Skull. I love the way he Ooh, fights. Yes, he's such a good fighter, yeah. dude. Even I, even Shin as well. But the way they fight yeah. is very yeah. I'm a big so fan. stylistic. Um, yes. But Balin especially is is extremely fundamental. Mm-hmm. Um, like he feels like a I don't I don't want to go into this, but he feels like a form one user, you know. Um, where like form one is like <laughs> just kind of the the basics of of lights of lightsaber fighting, but Kit Fisto yeah. namely was a master of form one, where like it oh. shows that even this most simplistic of fighting styles down to the fundamentals, you can still be an absolute menace on the field if you are yeah. if you master the fundamentals, right? Um. So yeah, Valen's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Especially when he gets I mean, angry. <laughs> yeah, that like his attacks are so heavy. And it's I guess this is my second runner up that I wasn't even thinking about, but leads it also similar to Kylo Ren. I love the way Kylo Ren fights. I mean yeah. just the brutality. I mean, it is like a literally like a broadsword. It is he cleaves through his enemies. It is like if you see this guy, like, I mean, obviously Vader's intimidating, but that's that lightsaber alone, like it instills fear of like, oh my god. Very gosh. untamed. Yeah. Like just that that crackling as it cuts through the air and just it just decimates anything that cuts through its path. Yeah, actually um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back just a little bit on what I said. I, I equated Maul to a rabid dog. Maul is more like a trained dog, like meant yes. for the pits, whereas Kylo Ren is a rabid dog. Um yeah. that's literally what he is. Um, erratic, yeah. Fits his person saber fits the personality. Unstable. My number, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my number one though is uh-huh. uh, is Luke Skywalker. Ooh, is, very good is, choice. And specifically framing that in the way that like the new projects have kind of portrayed the way he fights, whether that's Battlefront Two or The Mandalorian. 
Yeah. The way he fights is so fluid, but it's the I I am a sucker for people who uh, fight with a, t- a two-handed grip. Yeah. And the, the way he just kind of like he it feels so classic to me. Where like a lot of like I love the the Clone Wars, but a lot of Jedi that fight in the Clone Wars they're not my favorite to watch fight because a lot of them are doing fancy twirls and you know and I, mean, I love that because it shows like how in tune they are i'm not hating on that yeah. but like to me when i see like luke has kind of created this own style like he's, he's kind of taught himself because i mean he, le- he learned a little bit from what he saw from obi-wan right but other than that like he's very fluid if, if he spins at all it's very you know very graceful and it's very orchestrated like attacks and if you're watching, if you're listening to audio, I'm sorry you're missing out on my my beautiful demonstrations here as I sit here in front of my my camera. But like, I just love the way the, the way he attacks. It's very, um, you know, I, like you said, fundamental. But it, it also feels unique. It's you don't really see many people fight like he does. In um, Luke's Luke's fighting style, especially in like when he's fighting against the the dark troopers, um, he's yes. very he's very graceful. He's yeah. he's like he's kind of like water when he fights basically. Yeah. It's, it's almost tactile, as if like, just like yeah, like he's in control of the situation the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good po- that's a good pick. Good pick. Yeah. It, and that used to not be the case. I think probably back in the like back when I was younger, I would have said uh, something else. But like like I would have said Star Killer, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like because it's so crazy. And I don't get me wrong, I love fast paced fights, but uh, you can ask Cole. One of my my new things is I love a good like a really good choreographed fight where they actually feel like they are in control of their lightsaber and they are they are striking with deliberate blows. You know that yeah. that engage that that stimulates my mind. Like you know yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. It's like Ahsoka's lightsaber fights hit so good for me because they're, even they're so someone. Good. They're so good. Like even when Hayden's fighting, like it still feels like it's in the prequels, but Ahsoka's, you know, has kind of, she's been in that point now where it's a blend of the prequels and the originals where like, and she's got the two lightsabers, whereas you see someone like Luke or Shin or uh, Sabine or even Ezra, like they've all got distinct fighting styles. And I love seeing, I I guess it just kind of goes to that testament of, of that, that post return of the Jedi era, uh, you know, or even that original trilogy era of fighting that feels distinct, uh, very, very Boken Jedi, which I really like. And yeah, and, and I and I say Luke because I also really like the way Kanan fights. But Kanan fights, I would say, I mean, he changes forms up a lot. Like there's some points when he's fighting Sabine, he fights like Dooku. You know, like he puts the, he does, the yeah. hand behind his back. And I'm like, that's awesome because you see in the comic books that Kanan. Uh, trained with Depa Balaba with all sorts of forms. So he's a very versatile fighter. But I mean, that iconic, I, Kanan's iconic pose is either to the side or to the front. And and that is yeah. very, very Luke Skywalker to me. And um, so that's where I think that kind of comes from. But I mean, dude, just I, seeing I, Luke when he takes out those dark troopers, man, like there is just yeah. something that I'm like, yes, I, yes. Also on the universe I of, of my favorite pick, I also just really love watching Obi-Wan fight. I mean, not only is he is not only is he my favorite character, but he is like the master of defense. Yeah. Anytime you watch him fight, my guy is basically just turning whatever attack you're doing to him and just kind of throwing it back at you in the best way mm-hmm. possible. Uh and the, the one of the greatest examples could be uh his final duel versus mole, which is just his perfect defense, man. I yeah. mean, he knows exactly what you're going to do. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that, I thought you would like that question. So yeah, 
Hello, lightsabers. Hello, lightsabers. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got my fourth question. Um, it's a, I'd say simple one, but it's, there's some debate here. I definitely have my answer. In your opinion, what is the most underrated Star Wars project? Most uh, underrated Star Wars project. And, and I'm going to keep that in the frameworks of like TV shows and movies, I would say. Okay. Um, definitely narrows it down. That's helpful. Yeah. Because I'm not talking like, oh, this book, this one book is so underrated, you know, like I, I'm thinking more in the. I'm, I'm going to think that we have the same answer, but I'm going to have you answer yeah. your own question first. It, as I'm thinking, like looking at back in our tier list and I'm like, all right, what do I think was underrated? I, I think there's three main answers that, that I'm, I'm sticking to, but there's one that's triumphant. I'll give my two runner ups because that's what we've been doing all episode because it makes it more fun. Yeah. Uh, First runner-up is Visions. I think Visions is wildly underrated. Oh, yeah. um, just I love the the vast array of content from all the different uh, cultures and storytellers. Uh, my second uh, runner-up, my second place is The Phantom Menace. I still yep. think that movie is wildly, wildly underrated. And I know I what the it. number one is now. You know. I, I know. You know. I know. Solo a Star Solo Wars story. Solo a Star baby. Wars story. Yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah. slept on. Slept on. So yeah, good. I'm yeah, I was gonna say uh I, I hadn't thought of visions because honestly I it like it's it's even underrated in my own mind. Like yeah. I rarely think of just how amazing Visions is, but mm-hmm. I was going to say Phantom Menace and Solo. Solo was my wow. number one. That like yeah, we're we're, we're there. Like solo <laughs> solo is such a an underrated story because it can't I mean it came out at a bad time, pretty bad time. Yeah, absolutely um, but it's just I I really like it. Like it's a it's kind of turned into a comfort movie for me now because I yeah. just really enjoy watching it. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I mean, you know, is the story necessary? No, but like nope. it's really detached from you know other than having Han Solo and Chewbacca, it's really detached from the original trilogy. It's a, a really cool one-off story. I love the cast. I love the score in that film. I love the different yeah. elements it, it combines. Um, uh, it's just, and it's just really entertaining to me. Like I just really enjoy that movie. And um, and I, yeah, I know it gets a bad rap. People are like, oh, this movie's awful. And I'm like, is it though? Like, I don't think it's awful. Like, are you I'm like, just it's saying like, it's awful or are you saying it because everybody else said that it was awful? Uh, yeah. Pe- like people I, like I, to do that. It's really yeah, annoying. And I think people just had people have a bad taste in their mouth with solo because it was, you know, five months after the last Jedi and people were really down on star Wars. And that was kind of the first thing we got back. But like, honestly, when that, you know, that movie was, it was the anniversary where I was like, Oh yeah, no, like I I didn't love the last Jedi, but I liked this movie. That was a good movie. Like I I liked it. Yeah. That was, that that was how we both felt actually. Um, I think solo really understands Han as a character. Yes. Um, I think it gets him down pretty much to a T and it is a, I mean, now, like you said, you know, was it necessary? No. But now, now that it's out, I feel like it's a core part of his story that I, you know, every time, you know, if someone hasn't seen, I'm like, dude, you got to watch Solo. It's it's really good. Yeah. Um, I have some friends that like, they didn't see Solo for so long because of how down they were on Star Wars. They're like, I I can't go see it. And that, like, I remember I had a, in a weird uh, story, I remember I have a friend and he is very much a, uh, like a, a critic um he has very like niche uh takes and is kind of a 
contrarian where he's just like, oh, well, I think this, you know, but like his favorite movie is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Great movie. Love that movie. Mm -hmm. It's not for everybody, but I love it. But he would always clown on me at work because he would be like, oh yeah, like Star Wars sucks. It's not like any, like better than 2001 A Space Odyssey. And I'm like, that's fine, man. Like like, I've seen. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm not offended by this. Um, but he said, he was like, yeah, like one afternoon I went to go see solo in a movie theater and I liked that movie. And I was like, coming from him, I was like, all right, like this movie definitely gets just like an instant hatred for it because of it just existing. Um, there are too many people that just hate stuff for the sake of hating it. Yeah. That's why I think the, that's why I think the internet has been a massive detriment to, uh, media (laughs) literacy. Yeah. Um, I think people, you know, if they just hear that something's bad, they're like, oh, I, I guess it sucks. I have that opinion, too. Now, you know, it's, well, yeah. have you actually seen it or did, you know, the, one of my favorite quotes is, did a YouTuber give you that opinion? Which I just think yeah. is really funny. It's um, so helpful to go into things just without having an opinion beforehand. Yeah, I think because, it's like, fundamentally important to form your own opinions on something. Yeah. Before uh, you judge it, you know, it, and there's nothing wrong with like looking for other people's opinions to kind of help formulate your own after the fact. Like I think about the last Jedi. I remember we walked out of that and we were just confused. We were yeah. like, I was like, did I like that? Like, yeah, well, I liked these things about it, but I didn't like these things about it. Like that was kind of stupid. And I'm like, but no, <laughs> like that's, you know, isn't that just star Wars? And I was like, but like, why did Luke throw the lightsaber like that? Like that's, you know, the whole thing. And I remember, like, once we looked it up, we were like, oh, like, a lot of people feel this way. Yeah. Like, and we we're like, know. huh, maybe we're mad about it now. Yeah. And I was like, are we, are we the, are we the baddies? Like, you know, yeah. like, should I, like, I should like this. I love Star Wars, you know? And, and that was, I think, that informed a lot of where I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to love everything in Star Wars and that's okay. Like, yeah. um, that's, and that started our so, acceptance arc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I'm just being, but when I when Solo came out, I was like, no, like there's nothing. I I like this movie. It's developed very well. It's cast very well. I like the the action scenes in it are wildly entertaining, uh, in my opinion. Like I was thinking about that shot of when they're on Kessel and Land. They're just like there's this tracking shot of when he's yep. going to get El- when Lando's going to get L 3s body. Absolute banger cinematography right there. Like, yeah, it's the track. I'm like, oh. Ooh, and then that's when it nice. when it follows Han backing up into the ship as he's shooting his blaster. Yeah, yeah, that dude. one's and that, really that, good that too. Dark, like the transition, uh, and even yeah. like, dude, when they're they're going through doing the Kessel Run and uh, escaping the Maw, and they're like put a little bit of, of fuel into the ejector. Like, I was like, this is so cool, dude. They, they jettison the escape pod. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Rest in yeah, peace, I, escape pod that they it, never got back. Just, yeah, it just feels like a a very pure star wars story like it really does feel like a a star wars book kind of just translated to the big screen and i'm a big fan of it yeah it's it scratches it scratches that itch you know i I just think it's really it's just solid it's just solid star wars movie yeah i agree all right well we we are now on to question five Uh which is the gag question yes um so Grayson, my my gag question for you is uh what do you think Watto smells like? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like I'm not kidding. I don't mean to be vulgar, 
but he probably <laughs> sounds like a ball sack, dude. Like, <laughs> like uh, the the like the chin hair, like it, especially Attack just, of the Clones, Watto. Like he's dude, stinky in that movie. Yeah, he's got like he's not he has not touched water in years, brother. So yeah, it's I, I've got a very small anecdote. Um, my my dog Maggie, rest in peace, was was the family dog. I'm, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss that little pupper so much. Uh, there was this one time when I was at my old house where uh, she was uh, she was sitting in front of me, like, you know, classic dog stuff. And I bent down and I gave her a hug. Like, I, I, I gave her a hug and I squeezed her. Um, I was right next to her face. When I squeezed her, she burped. <laughs> and it was the most disgusting thing I have smelled in my Ew. entire life. That is what Watto smells like. Um... I think he smells like uh, probably a dead body um, mixed with body odor. And uh, yeah, there's my gag question. Gag, not just because it's funny, but because it makes you want to throw up. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I'm going to eat after this, so I don't know if I want to anymore. No, I'm still hungry, actually. Sorry, Watto. Even not you are enough to stop my hunger. <laughs> yeah, apologies yeah. if there's apologies if anyone is listening to this while they are consuming food. Ooh, yeah, um, I'm so sorry. Please don't yeah. unsub. Sorry, we'll make it just up just you. think about space waffles we love those Dude, with syrup oh my god that sounds amazing here's my gag question for you all right what do you got uh it's kind of a two-part question but not really okay would you would you rather bring back grievous to his former glory like in o3 clone wars or marry the second sister or just ma- marry general grievous <laughs> <laughs> Because that last part is valid. I can see that. <laughs> Man, that's uh, I, I love how you made it a uh, coal coated. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, man. <laughs> have a have the baddie Trilla as your wife or the baddie or Grievous Gre- as my yeah. wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, all the homies know I love I love Trilla and all the homies know I love Grievous. However, I am also a man that that does services to mankind before himself sometimes <laughs> question mark um and I feel burdened with glorious purpose to bring grievous back to his greatness um and so that is what I must do but Grayson in the theme of 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 answering these questions you too have to answer this question so what would you do <laughs> I think you have a stronger affinity to the second sister than I do. Uh, And you also have a stronger affinity to Grievous than I do, but I won't deny I am a huge O3 Grievous fan. I think his scenes are some of my favorites. So that would also be my pick because bring, bring uh, Grievous back to justice. Just, just have a story with Grievous in it where he's not a punk, you know, like kill people, bro. Yeah. I want people to die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kill them all no i mean like if we get if, if we get like a if in the next season of tales of the jedi or if we do like a tales of the sith or whatever and grievous is in that like i want him to show off like i i please just show him really good at what he does right yeah we've never seen him actually chump. be real like really formidable about against jedi only just gungans and clones and mandalorians yep I've made Cole sad. He lost against and the Gungans, by the way. He did. He lost. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. 
it was uh he killed tarples though he killed tarples uh i mean it was uh it was he was against the entire army by himself but even then it was just kind of stupid it was kind of humiliating, yeah. <laughs> and I don't really like what he said when he killed Tarpoles. It was like such a villain of the week quote. He stabs Tarpoles and then he says, how does it feel to die? <laughs> That's literally how he says it. And I'm like, all right. He's like, it just, it upset me. And then, and then the, uh, the, the Gungans like stabbed him with spears and then threw a bunch of the, the, <laughs> they blue balled him is what they did. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, then he lost against Asajj Ventress, and <laughs> and then he told the droids to to kill her. They opened fire. Um, yeah, I don't want to think about it anymore. All is general grieving right now. I'm <laughs> I <laughs> I'm so general grieving at this moment. <laughs> Anytime Cole's sad now, he's just gonna send me Grayson general grieving right now. More like What's Cadet wrong, Grievous. Just come on, man. <laughs> private grievance. More like private grievance. It's just <laughs> no, a picture where... of him sitting on the toilet wearing glasses reading a magazine. <laughs> the little droid guy. Uh, all right, I'm pulling out another chat pack question because we're done. Let's go. Let's go. Should I go? I don't remember what they're all coded to, but there's like purple, yellow, red, and blue. Can you believe it took us two hours to get through 10 questions? Yes, yeah, kind of crazy. I didn't expect us to talk that long, but that's all right. Yeah. We, I think we, we cooked too much, maybe. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm going to go. too much about our projects. <laughs> I'm not going to pick in that. I think yellow is kind of. Mm. Oh, red. 91. Okay. Well, this lends itself very well to one of your questions that you asked earlier. Oh, what but, does water smell like? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's exactly what it. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it actually kind of gives a really, a new framework for one of your questions in 10 words or less. How would you describe the force to someone who's never seen star Wars? Ooh. I might have to like write it down. Cause I'm like, all right. I've, Hmm. Well, It's hard to do that in 10 words or less because you can either go one route where you're explaining it in the way of like, oh, it's what the it's what the Jedi and Sith use for their powers. Or you could go the route of like, oh, it's this invisible entity that governs and dictates the balance of the galaxy. Like, you know, like you could go two routes with it. And, you, and I'm like, I want to combine those and be like, is the Jedi their powers? And it's this weird thing. I don't know. Like. Okay. All right. I think I've got it. This is okay. kind of a cop-out answer, but it surrounds us. It binds us. It permeates the galaxy. That's fair. Just a, like a kind of different framed version of what Obi-Wan says, but I mean, it makes sense. It's a, it's a, it's a mixture of what Obi-Wan and Yoda say. Yep. Yep. That's what um, I thought. Cause like, I don't know, like one of my favorite quotes is, uh, when Yoda says luminous beings, are we not this crude matter as he pinches uh, Luke's shoulder? 
you know yes it just it's an identification of all of us as spiritual beings uh, intrinsically um and i just think that that's a beautiful thing that like it says that every organism is a part of the force like all of us are you know mm-hmm. um so yeah, I th- I think that that's a great way to explain it because it's just it is an energy field that surrounds us. It's within us, you know. It's the it is the galaxy. It pr- it binds it all together. Um, I I think I will say, and I'm, if I have to get it down, it governs the balance of nature and spirit well you got that's you what got, i say you got two more words if you want <laughs> hey it says or less man oh yeah it does say or less yeah and then i just put on darth vader <laughs> darth vader <laughs> um yeah i, I think because i want and for me that like i want it to be like you know it governs and dictates like life but it's also very spiritual no, so and and I think that the way like that allows me to be like you know it's this like it's this kind of like seesaw thing like you said earlier but it also it helps the spirit of those to like use that power you know it's it's just it's hard to do it in ten words or less because again what you said the force is extremely complicated and we'll never fully know yeah I I another one I guess like the director of the spiritual stage because it's like it's basically you know it 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 gives us key players and it you know Mm. it it, it's it's the the deigning thing the 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 dictating Mm. thing throughout the galaxy um it's uh it's fate it's destiny you know it's chance balances and powers every being in the galaxy. Huh. Very interesting. We're getting all haikui here. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. Like we maybe we should do that at some point. Like describe the force in a haiku. Yeah, that'd be good. Well yeah, we don't have we we don't have time for that right now, but maybe we can come back next week and that can be our little homework. Maybe that could be the um the, the pre-show question if you want. Okay, um, I'm down. Stay yeah. tuned for our for, for our Star Wars uh, for, force haikus. For st- stay tuned for Star Wars slam poetry. <laughs> <laughs> what if we did that as a live stream? You just got a bunch of people on. They're like, "All right, you're up next," and they're like, "General Grievous, the baddie, is <laughs> not daddy." What? <laughs> General General Grievous. Trilla, two roads, one must travel, period. <laughs> General Grievous, General Grieving, sad. <laughs> General Grievous, sucks. No. <laughs> That's the last one. Is General Grievous, sucks. No. <laughs> okay, well. This is definitely the after show. This is about to say we. This is might have been one of our most chaotic episodes, but I think it's great. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for this episode of Mortis FM. 
you can find us on wherever you're listening to this at. But if you're listening on one platform and you haven't engaged with us on the other, go to at Mortis FM. That'll be on YouTube and Instagram and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's where you can find us at. You can find me at Shrades the Rate on Instagram. You can find me at the.cosmic.drifter on Instagram. You can also find me at the Cosmic Drifter on YouTube. You can. And you should. You Cole. Will. <laughs> should we uh, announce what our our next episode will be? If you mm. are okay with this, or shall we wait? Either way, I'm going to announce it at some point. Our next episode has not been determined what the topic will be yet, but I have a very prominent idea I would like to discuss. It's up to you, though. Yeah, go ahead, man. Do it. Our next episode, which should be next week, if if everything goes well, Coles just started school back, so we'll see. how. But we're going to be doing our very first retrospective it has been almost five years since the mandalorian season one so that is what we will be diving into we have not watched mandalorian season one from beginning to end and and we're not doing season two and three yet but we have not watched it i have not watched it in a long long time yeah fan so i want to go back i've watched it since it came out yeah so it's been a while and you know we're rewatch the movies pretty often but i don't yeah. rewatch the shows a whole ton so i think uh it's a, it's only eight or nine episodes and you know some episodes are like 40 and some are like 30 so it, it would not take long to get through so hey if you want to uh hop in on our next episode be prepped i will make a post on specifically on when we're going to get it done um but hopefully it should be a week from whenever you're well assuming you're listening to this day one but yeah mandalorian season one retrospective Stay tuned. Watch it if you want. Stay tuned if you want to. If you don't want to watch the season again, that's fine. Just just come hop on anyway because there's a lot of cool yeah. stuff to talk about. Yeah. Grayson, I'm pretty sure that's everything. So with all of that said, thank you everyone so much for watching and for listening. And uh, as always, may the force be with you. I'm not going to say always again, but it indeed, yes. <laughs>